Hey folks, just wanted to let you know that tickets are now on sale for our first live show of the year and our first live show in Los Angeles, California, specifically Pasadena, California. We are doing a show here in our hometown on March the 17th at Rose City Church in Pasadena because... As it turns out, churches are not that hard to book as a venue for this show. So even though it's a church venue, don't worry. I mean, we are we are making you go to church if you come to this show. I'm sorry. But it, you know us. You trust us. You trust our hearts. It's not a trap. I promise it's not a trap. Tickets are now on sale. You can go to goodchristianfun.com slash live to get your tickets now. And we hope to see you there. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Nate Cole, Nathan Walters, Jason Perry, Jeremy Meyer, and Gabe Combs. In the year 2000, these five boys would band together to create an all-male singing pop group. NSYNC debuted in 1997, so in true CCM fashion, Plus One debuted three years later. The Christ-centered quintet consisted of two guys named Nate as well as three pastor's sons and five members of the Assemblies of God Church. They came together super organically via auditions and a recording contract with Atlantic Records. Their debut album, The Promise, lived up to the promise of the title going gold with over 500,000 copies sold. Legendary pop producer David Foster took those boys' knobs and cranked them up to 11. Luke 11, that is. They began touring with cute but not too sexy Christian pop artists like Jackie Velasquez, Rachel Lampa, and Stacey Orico. But the highest honors came from the small screen. When on a very special episode of Touched by an Angel, Plus One played a group of teenage prisoners that formed a boy band in jail. The night the episode aired, Nielsen family boxes reportedly exploded across the country from the unprecedented rating surge. They followed up the promise with Obvious, and then the requisite Christmas album entitled Christmas, following the in-sync path almost one for one. But then the paths diverged in a lily white wood when Jason and Jeremy left, leaving Nate, Nate, and Gabe. That's right, it was plus one minus two. This unholy trinity limped along and released Exodus in 2003. The sound of negative one, plus one minus two, was a marked difference, trading in five-part harmonies for hard rock guitars, swished hair, and eventually succumbing to the praise and worship bug infesting all of CCM with a cover of Here I Am to Worship. The album was co-produced by former Newsboys frontman and Mr. Clean Body Devil Peter Furler, who said that it's some of the best music I've ever been a part of, to which the Newsboys responded, Hey! <laughs> Immediately after the Exodus tour, the band broke up, going on to make music, their solo careers and with their wives and then eventually again with each other in 2014 when the prodigal Jason reunited with Nate number one and Gabe to release My All in 2014. They released that and no one's heard from them 
sense. So <laughs> we listen to Plus One, specifically The Promise. And we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. hope not. Do you think so? Yeah. What will I be when I grow up, Mom? <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Dead! <laughs> that is something my mom would say. Dead. Dead. Literally dead. <laughs> dad. Ch-ch-ch- welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. And I'm Caroline. And we're here to have a little Good Christian Fun. Mm. Bitch. <laughs> Good Christian Fun Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. the fun bitch, aren't I? Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. You're the funnest. Caroline, what is Good Christian Fun Bitch? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a show where we talk about Christian pop culture, the things that Christians make. What is going on why over they, there? Why are they doing this? In the topsy-turvy <laughs> upside-down world of contemporary Christian pop culture. Yes, they make it for us, by us. And by us, I mean Christians, because Kevin and I are Christians still. Kinda. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm confident I, I kind of say see myself as a searcher, man. Yeah, you're kind of like a sexy outsider Christian. Yeah, but he um, said with his tucked in white <laughs> button up shirt outfit. And my, no, it's not a. And by the way, that's not a slam. Mormons are cool. That's right. Book of Mormon, great show. But uh, we're not here to bash anybody or any religion. No, um, or preach to you or proselytize or make you go to church. That being said, tickets are still on sale for our, our show. show at a church. At a church. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, March 17th, Rose City Please Church in Pasadena, California. Hey, Tatoy. Let's all drink communion, brother. St. Kevin. St. Caroline. The patron saint of rebuking me, daddy. But here, listen, we're here to have some good Christian fun. We're here to toe that line. But before we check in with each other, let's do a segment we haven't done in a little bit, which is a segment we call Store Up Treasures. Kevin and Caroline. Yay! <laughs> this is Store Up Your Treasures with Kevin and Caroline, where you send us free stuff and we talk about You send it. us gifts and we... Tell us, tell you that we love it. Here's what's happened. The listeners are so sweet and lovely, and they've been so generous as to, from time to time, send us gifts, and we want to give special shouts out and praises time to time, brother. (laughs) Uh, We want special shouts and praises. The first of which goes out, big shouts and praises to the treasures that Jessica sent us. Jessica. Jessica sent us three custom-made candles, and I believe... Three custom-made candle flavors. Yeah, for myself and Caroline at Melt Candles and Wax. That's right. She gave us three distinct flavors. <laughs> the first of which was Virgin Champagne, which was uh, champagne flavored. Yeah, it tastes like chastity. Mm, yes, and it smelled like uh, you know whatever the opposite of foreplay is. It smells like that. <laughs> Uh, she also sent us a Kevin T. Paddington flavor, which smells like orange marmalade. It's so cute. It's kind of a dark orange. And then Caroline, too. what, what um, did she give you? For me, she made a rebuke me daddy candle. <laughs> she made Caroline a rebuke like a me perfect daddy. amount of muskiness, and it's exactly it's what you think. A touch of gray. Yeah. A touch of gray. So Love thank it. you, Jessica. For thank you, that. Jessica. Melt candles and wax. Hit her up. Yeah, hit her up. Also. We got a, wait, what's the other thing we got? Oh, we got a lovely t-shirt Yeah. that says, have a marmalicious day. 
a marmalicious day. And that came to us from Caitlin, which is apparently that's a phrase her and her mom say to each other. So she wanted Did to send really? us. Yeah, they Aww. like text it to each other when they're having a bad day. They're like, hey, have a marmalicious day. I'm glad it was your size, too, which is a petite medium. Okay. <laughs> fit into a small way no that doesn't serve my point <laughs> anyway thank you caitlin for that thank you everyone that was so kind and uh not everyone just you two yeah if you want to send us free stuff and have your moment in the sun <laughs> this is a weird prompt stop no but this has been Store up kevin and caroline. caroline for life to cashmere store up your treasures in heaven that's right it's really a song caroline how's your heart well kevin I have some things to tell you. Uh-oh. My heart is good. My body is a mess. Okay. Um, on the face front, my nose is waging a war on everything. It's taken over. <laughs> That's why I sound like this. And uh, my voice is kind of a little scratchy because we spent a, probably a good nine hours talking to like the best people on Saturday. Oh, sure. For, for our the, Patreon. For the March Madness uh, Hunt for the Worst Christian Song of Which all time. Which was so fun. It was so the fun. time Check of my out, life. Y'all. I felt so good. And then on the lower front, my butt is also waging a war against the top. So has have your nose and your butt formed an alliance with each other? No, it's more of a civil war. Whoa. And it's really exciting to see who's going to win this time. What a great thing to compare to the civil war, is your <laughs> nose and butt being slightly <laughs> troubling. Uh-huh. So, uh, but that said, I feel very good. And uh, I was texting you about this today, but it just feels like a good time in life. Like the things we're doing are working. And I it's love- a great time to be an American. <laughs> uh, I guess. Um, and I just, uh, I don't know, I love the people we're getting to meet and hang out with and sure. things are going well so i'm very happy things are going well how is your heart kevin my heart's good let's introduce our guests okay <laughs> oh boy your heart's bad no it's really good uh-uh. we've made her sit too long though she's one of forbes 30 under 30 and she is the creator of the bright sessions podcast ladies and gentlemen give it up for lauren shipping wow that is that is the best introduction I've ever been ever? given before. Ever. That's what we're aiming for. for. Oh, and here we go. Sing your praise to the Lord. Come on, everybody. Stand up and sing. Hallelujah. Did the praise to the Lord. The Bright Sessions, available where podcasts are found. It's true. A new. And you're adapting those into books now, right? I am. Yes, I just turned in my first one. Hey, was how was that process of like writing a book? Because it is like painful to write something like that, right? Painful. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was the hardest and worst and best and most fulfilling thing I've ever done. Sure. Um, I've wanted to write a book since I was a kid. I've I've tried so many times to write a book. I, the furthest along I got was when I was 14. I wrote about 150 pages of a novel about mm-hmm. what. Um, Oh, it's so bad. It's It was basically really just Lost Years of Merlin by T.A. Barron fanfic that I tried to dress up as something original. It was yeah. not. Um, it's a deep great. cut for you fantasy. Well, you know what? There. Jordan Peele at the Oscars said like he gave up writing Get Out 200 times or 20 times. Whatever. Right. So maybe go back to it. And yeah. I heard that and I said, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give up too. And so I did. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> and now I have an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible I wish. how things happen. Yeah. But uh, when are those hidden? When are those coming out? ETA. Um, the first one comes out summer 2019. Oh, damn. I don't have a real date for you yet. Um, and then is it what, like one a year? year after that 
your guess is as good as mine. Fingers, um, fingers, fingers. Yeah, I mean, the publishing is, is kind of funny because it does take sort of a year from like delivering your book to, mm-hmm. to publish. Um, so yeah, just because there's like all this marketing stuff and they have to go through editing and then proofreading and then copy editing. Um, and then, you know, the ramp up for it and all that kind of stuff. So yes, 2019, 2020, 2021. It's, it's like the opposite of podcasting where you can just have a thought <laughs> and broadcast it to everyone immediately. Yeah, exactly. Well, even then, you know, you do a lot of editing work. Don't sell yourself short. Sure. But, but it does take a day. <laughs> yeah, well, come on. <laughs> Sometimes two, two days. days. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Lauren. Thank what you is for your me. What is your background with faith stuff? Yeah, faith church, and, no church. And yeah. The Lord and where or you your are version now. of the Lord. Or... Yeah, I uh I <laughs> my version of your the Lord. Merlin thing over there yourself. Oh yeah, sorry. My hands. Uh, yes, Merlin is is my god. No, um, <laughs> praise be. I my father is uh, Irish Catholic and my mother is a is a um, East Coast Wasp. So um, sorry, can you repeat that? I couldn't hear you over the <laughs> the the trumpeting ear- sounds of my nose. <laughs> yes, East Coast Wasp, wasp? and yes, the Irish which, Catholic. Yeah, name. which for for those people who are not familiar with that acronym. It's a white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, mm-hmm. the, you know, the Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. A yeah. real Emily Gilmore type. Real Emily Gilmore type, okay. but like a, a nice Emily Gilmore. Oh. Like if Emily Gilmore was loving and warm, that is my mother. Yes. Yeah, she's fascinating. I wonder um, if that would cut down on the sexual appeal for me. Oh, <laughs> oh, <God>. oh no. <laughs> and that's how I met your mother. <laughs> <laughs> great yeah she's uh she's gonna be in town next week kevin right. so I'll, I'll introduce you guys um Don't. yeah so i was i was pulling uh double duty for a little while as a kid where i was going to catholic services and also episcopal services oh my goodness yeah oh Not- so so they didn't decide like oh we're gonna go this way they just no because both traditions were very very important to both of their oh, families okay. um and so i was baptized catholic by the same bishop who baptized all of my cousins married my parents baptized I also maybe my dad and all of his siblings. Whoa. Like, family like a f- family friend. So yes. did he baptize you and say, my work is complete? No, because there were still a bunch of uh, ones after. And he actually, he uh, baptized my cousin's kids as well. He's, Whoa, he's, since, okay. he's since passed he's, on, but uh, he, he got around. a lot in there. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. And then I had my first communion Catholic as well. So I, I, I was definitely sort of, you know, figuring out the the Catholic tradition there because uh, it was important to my dad's family. But what was super important to my mom was being in an Anglican church choir. So I've been singing in Episcopal choirs since I was five years old. Wow. Okay. Um, and it's something I still do. Still? Episcopal choir. Yes. Oh, you still do it on I a weekly still- basis? Well, so I, I'm taking this spring off okay. because my life got a little crazy sure, yeah. um, in the past sort of six to eight months. Listen, the 30 under 30 label, it does not, <laughs> right, you know. it is a heavy burden. Yeah, I really <laughs> have to do the world tour and everything. <laughs> yeah, um, the circuit. No, but I, I yes, typically I, I sing at All Saints Beverly Hills. Um, in the choir awesome. there. Ooh, free um, plug. What What is that like, <laughs> especially now? Like, what was it when you were a kid? Was it super fun then? Or was it something you kind of did reluctantly? Well, so it's interesting. I think my, my relationship sort of with the church and with faith has always been more on the cultural aspects than the religious aspect. And I don't know that I ever got to a point where I like fully was super into God or Jesus or any of that kind of stuff. But I, I never got to a point where I was either – where I was – fully rejecting it either i think mm-hmm. maybe i like pushed back a, a little bit with my parents when i was a teenager but mm-hmm. never i there was never never any like big teenage rebellion just because it was such a part of my routine and kind of part of the culture that i was growing up in um and there were there were definitely times particularly in high school where i didn't want to be doing church choir anymore because 
it's, you know, it's, it's very disciplined. And mm-hmm. I was part of a program that was part of the Royal School of Church Music, which is an, an English tradition. And you have to pass like tone tests and sort of theory, music theory oh tests and things like that. And it's, um, you know, do like a lot of listening exercises and sight reading um, and then kind of move up levels and you get different ribbons for your medal, depending on what, like, what level chorister yeah. you are. I had no idea. Um, it's so organized. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super, super <laughs> organized. Special. It must be known for this then and I'm just ignorant of it. Well, yeah. So what what, what was interesting is that my, my mom – you know, I, I got to a point probably maybe like freshman or sophomore year where I was getting really into theater and, and um, musical theater. And I was sort of like, I'm doing singing elsewhere. I'm starting to take voice lessons. I don't want to be doing church choir anymore. Mm-hmm. And she just said, sorry, you don't have a choice. You have to do it mm-hmm. until you graduate. Um, because it's, as a singer, the best musical education that you can get in America, basically. Wow. Because – And it's free, basically, Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that um, wise of her. Yeah. She, she knew. <laughs> yeah. And then I got to college and I got – maybe four months into college and I just felt weird not being in a choir. And so I I ended up joining the, I missed it. I missed the, (laughs) I missed the music. I missed the routine. Um, so I ended up joining a church choir in Williamsburg, colonial Williamsburg. I sang at the colonial church there. No way. Yeah. Um, and then ended up joining the, the, the school choir, which is a slightly different, you know, thing. Um, but are you doing both of those? Yeah, I was in four singing groups in in, in college. And w- in f- would you ever get the songs mixed up and sing show tunes? <laughs> <in> the- <laughs> Thankfully, no, no. Although it's funny because I I was you know a treble in elementary through high school, so, you know, singing the higher parts, and then was an alto in in choir in college, and then also sang like alto and tenor in the women's chorus in high school because like you know I had a lower voice and you need those parts and so there are certain songs now where it's like I'll start to sing one part and in my choir now I'm an alto and I'll start to sing something and I'll realize I'm singing the soprano part just because my brain is sort of remembering wow. it oh so you can go you can there's only so much the, repertoire yeah, yeah. you know it's like I've been singing the same sort of magnificats yeah. since I was yeah. yeah so so what are those songs like I I I know what they sing in like Regular, like non-denominational. No, nah, I shouldn't say regular. Just like non-denominational. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, I'm singing cutie. Is that <laughs> what? Like is that kind of like what are the songs? Um, like? it's it's very different from what you guys have like talked about and, and what I think I like rock and roll I'm, Jesus. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's it's very um it's very British. Okay. It's like it's a very like if, when you sort of look at like Westminster Abbey type stuff. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the music. So it's you know and and then it's it's a lot of like sort of the big, I guess, um, recognizable um, composers, you know, sing Handel and, and, and Bach occasionally mm-hmm. and um, Kevin Mozart. Max. and <laughs> <laughs> don't know who that is. <laughs> That's good. Probably for the best. <laughs> I, I did choir in high school too and we sang a lot of Christian stuff as I went to a Christian mm-hmm. school and I do miss it as well. There's, yeah. no, there's something so powerfully beautiful about hearing all the voices together at the same time and being a part of yeah. it. Is It's very unique and hard to replicate. Yeah, yeah there's something about really close harmonies in yeah. a space that's built specifically for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like to me that is – so where I am now in terms of like my, my faith is that I really like the culture of, of the Episcopal Church. Um, it's – it's funny because I, I grew up in, in New York in a town um, just outside of the city that um, was very, very white and like fairly sort of like at least fiscally conservative because um, it's like a lot of like Wall Street folks. Mm-hmm. And so my church that I grew up in and sang choir in was actually like a lot more 
liberal than my school in a lot of ways. Interesting. Because the Episcopal Church, like I have, I swear to God, have not met a, a straight uh, Episcopal organist. Like I, I just <laughs> yeah. don't know yeah. if they exist. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so you know, it's like That's my great. my choir was always like a f- full of you know like people of all different like ages and sexualities and um, you know sort of life backgrounds and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And so there, the church is like a lot of outreach to to those types of populations, and my church here does that. And so I, I really like the culture of the Episcopal Church and like how it allows me to. to Meet people I wouldn't ordinarily meet, um, especially older people. Like I like hanging out with people kind of in their fifties and sixties. Yeah, you know? that's a that's a rare thing I think, uh, especially for people our age who live in this city. It's really hard to have any sort of really intergenerational contact yeah. unless you're kind of seeking it out. Yeah. Or Pasadena's slightly different. But I even think. then, like you don't have a context a lot of the time. No, like, no, or they're no. just being like, "What do you do for work?" You know, and yeah. like quizzing you about job stuff. And so right. when you have like music in common or a church in common, it does like break down a lot of boundaries. Yeah. Is this something you've sang before? <laughs> what is this? Oh, this day. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh God. Who's the composer of this? It says Toby Mac here on Spotify. <laughs> Definitely not the composer. <laughs> I promise you. Can I ask you a question about mm-hmm. your childhood? Did you um, ever sense any friction between your Catholic church upbringing and your Engl- Episcopalian? Like, or did you even just personally for you? Did you feel like there was friction between the two, or did they? Not work really. Well for you? At, at a certain point, I think my mom was just like, "Well, they're doing choir." Because I have an older sister who also was put through this choir <laughs> discipline as I was, uh-huh. and I, I think my mom eventually just sort of put her foot down where she was like, "You know, they they're baptized Catholic. They have their had their first communion Catholic, so they." know that culture and whenever my grandparents would come to visit my my dad's parents we'd go to catholic service uh-huh. you know we, we would do all that stuff but she really wanted us to be in the choir and so it just became a thing where you know we we couldn't sort of do like two services at one you know one church a month and two services at the other church a month because we had to be at, mm-hmm. in choir right. um and my dad is very very musical and loves music and the catholic tradition doesn't really have music in the same way that the episcopal church Hmm. tradition has it so I think he I mean I can't speak for him but I think I, I, I do think he was sort of happy to just go along with it because he could go and like sing the hymns and yeah. sort of listen to this beautiful music mm-hmm. um and I think he really participation liked that. with the music and yeah the, rather than like going to a service that's you know all in Latin uh-huh. I did take Latin for seven years so I, I yes that was another another sort of piece you do of it have a lot of like deep old church wow. roots. <laughs> yeah for my 10th birthday my grandfather gave me Winnie the Pooh in Latin <gasps> Ooh, whoa. Yeah, I don't remember mm-hmm. any quotes. Wait, was Winnie the Pooh How originally written? Oh, bother. Yes, it was originally written in What's Latin. What's honey in Latin? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. No, they, 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 so there's sort of like, there was this trend of publishing children's books in Latin. Like, like uh, there was a couple of them. Why? Um, like, what was the impetus? I think for, that? for the, the novelty of it. Like, the, just those very, very popular books that are published in so many languages. They're like, well, this is, this is you know, for kids that want to learn Latin from How a young funny. age. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember much of my Latin now, but it's but it's funny because it's you know so much of, of church yeah, yeah. music is in Latin and stuff like that that I sort right. of you kind of know what spend it a lot of time in in churches in Europe just like pointing at stuff and translating it. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's one of your spiritual gifts. Do you ever um, go to mass these days, or do you mostly stick to your um, home church? I, I have not been to a Catholic mass. Probably since the the last funeral I was at. I oh, mean, yeah. that's really the time that that you know um, that I, I go. Uh-huh. Yeah, I 
I can't, I can't remember. I it, that must have been yeah a couple years ago. Um, yeah. I, the thing I do like about Catholic Mass is how um, efficient it is. You know, yeah. if you, depending on the church, you might be getting like a forty-five minute service, which is just oh, it's great. Real in and out, sweet you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, and they talk real fast sometimes in Latin, and it's just like very satisfying. Um, whereas the Episcopal Church. Love her though I do. Um, sometimes you're in there for an hour. It can and drag. Yeah. Our old church that we went to, I want to say the services were like two hours, two hours, two, hours two and a half hours, regs. and it yeah. was like a forty-five minute sermon alone. Yep. Maybe oftentimes an, an hour, hour sermon. Yeah. yeah which. Oh. <laughs> and if you have if you have a good you know if you have somebody who knows what they're doing up there then yeah, it, it can Joel be a good time yeah. and it can be great totally. but you know? even even with the best person the last twenty yeah. minutes I am not with you oh yeah. man at all. our <laughs> midnight mass for Christmas this year I was at my home church back in New York and I I, I love I love uh, Father Bird who's there but but he, Father Bird he, love you Father Bird he's so great um, so. known him since I was you know like twelve or thirteen oh. really really great he married my sister you know like no he didn't marry your her. brother in law Father. He, he, performed, he performed <laughs> their performed <laughs> their ceremony to her husband Don. Yeah. Um, and but but he and he's very 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 intelligent and a wonderful speaker. Um, but definitely you get those forty five minute ceremonies sometimes. And midnight mass was like a two and a half hour service because there's you know the half hour of music right before as well. Oh right. Um, and then sort of a two hour service and and that's fine if it's like nine a.m. on a Sunday. But when it's 10:30 p.m. on Christmas Eve after you've it's eaten tough. and you know yeah it's, I'm out. By the way Caroline, yeah. do you think you and I are the best people to be complaining about length? Of <laughs> 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 people talking too long. Oh, dang, you really just you <laughs> convicted you, you with the us. Holy Spirit. Yeah, you really did. Thank you for uh yeah, sharpening me, Kevin. Hey, yeah. wow, I'll sharpen the shit out I'll of sharp, you. I'll shut my mouth. As the Marvel translation of the Bible says as Iron Man sharpens Iron Man. Lauren, what is your, come on, what is your, so the music is your primary relationship to faith stuff. Like that, that's the thing that's kind of, after everything else has maybe faded away, that's the thing that seems to be the most substantial or significant in some ways. Well, it's interesting because I don't necessarily even think that like the other stuff faded away. I'm not entirely sure the other stuff was ever prominently there there Oh, interesting. Like, you know, I've never read the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, I I know some of it, you know. Do you want me to spoil it for you? (laughs) What happens? (laughs) So there's there's this Jesus guy, right? Like what happens to him? Yeah, and he's got a crazy ideas about (laughs) kindness and being the good news is he does live eventually Eventually. (laughs) um yeah uh, most of the gospels are just like one save the cat moment after another and uh i do love how red herrings is april fools this year of like jesus just being like gotcha not actually dead (laughs) right isn't that funny yeah so perfect oh i look forward to the sermon jokes well they oh yeah well they acknowledge that on uh jesus christ superstar live Starring John Legend and <gasps> I want to say Sarah Bareilles. Right. Oh, I forgot that was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you watch that? The cutest little Jesus Ooh. we've ever had. What's oh that? Oh my gosh. god, amazing! Can I can't we watch wait. that together. We should. Can yeah, I come? We will. Oh no, we'll be. No, we'll be. We'll be back. Okay. Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I think I, I don't know that the other stuff was was necessarily there because I it was always for me going to church meant singing and you know being in the choir stalls is a very different thing from being out in the congregation because you. You know, you have to worry about your procession. You have to worry about what piece you're singing next. Um, you can't actually necessarily always see the pulpit, depending on how the church is set up. Mm-hmm. That 
I would sort of just sit there and like zone out and then sing and then, you know, zone out. And so I don't know how much actually like yeah, really absorb. You're like part of the whole presentation. Right. You're exactly. not really like a, a So maybe a they should have been it. preaching to the choir yeah. when you were there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because we're not paying attention all the time. I'm not into it. Um, does the music feel spiritual to you at all or does music feel spiritual in general? Totally. Yeah. And that's, I think, that to me feels like I think is, is the moment that I feel closest to God in whatever way that means to me. Mm. Like, I, I, I'm i not an atheist. I, I Agnostic is usually the way that I describe myself. I yeah. don't know that I, I have figured it out. A searcher like you, perhaps. Yeah, totally, bro. Yeah, yeah just searching for that, so that cool. deeper meaning. Yeah, John Ford directed us. Because <laughs> we're the searchers. We're the searchers. That's a movie. Oh, right. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I think that, you know, there is something sort of magical that happens when you're hearing that kind of music like I said like in a space that's built for it like I I've been really lucky to be able to sing in a lot of beautiful spaces because yes, um like those big cathedrals yeah like yeah. I got to sing in Notre Dame when I was in high school wow. yeah Whoa. um and that was a wild experience because <sighs> depending on we were like warmed up in this sort of separate little you know like enclave and it, the the architecture is, is structured in such a way that um, actually new tones come out of just the arches. If you if what? you if you hit a certain frequency with another person, it'll just create a new tone. Oh, it's incredible. So the, the the building is literally singing back. To I you. cannot yes. imagine Ooh, how yeah. that must sound like standing there. That yeah, oh. and it's like that's one of those things. Whenever I see people talking about like God's design and nature, I'm like, yeah, Gothic cathedrals. Like I know yeah. it's not nature; it's man made, but like. There's something so sort of mysteriously beautiful, even though it is science, right? It's just frequencies of sounds and and, and the way that it interacts with um, stone. Sure. But it's still it's the like fact the fact that that, that, happen. that yeah. happens <laughs> yeah. and the fact that people figured it out is kind of incredible. Well, yeah. I think it's pretty um, common, too, that people would feel so close to call it God or whatever, but just like the transcendence of the universe as you experience it through music. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's almost it's almost like a rock critic cliche to say like oh it's like going to church man if you're talking about like a rock and roll show right, or like uh-huh. seeing a particular artist and whether whatever your belief system it's like oh it was like heaven came down and that guitar solo or <laughs> you know it's like out of this world yeah like, like uh-huh. it's always it, that that's one part of like substantial reality that always seems to be bumping up against something different that mm-hmm. we can't quite yeah like a little describe. beyond our realm yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's really humbling to be a part of that it really is. We got to do a live show there. <laughs> Have the frequency. They always fill that up. They actually, they take, uh, they take frequent bookings. Like they really roll you. And what was funny, because it's like we, when we actually perf- like did our little like <laughs> set they take or whatever. 10% of the merch table. <laughs> yeah, I heard cereal did well there. Yeah. Um, there were like still like people milling around and stuff and kind of making noise and chatting because it's like, it's we just did it like, you know, 2 p.m. on a sure. Tuesday. Yes, there's just people. Um, too like we got so to do like a service. Like, we just did like a, a, you know, a, a set there or whatever, I guess is yeah. what you call it. Um, so but then this past summer with All Saints, my choir here, we got to go to um, Wells and Salisbury and sing at the, c- the cathedrals there for a full week in England, um, which was super fun because you, you actually- I got to join this. Yeah. I, ca- I can't. I'm not good <laughs> enough. I will say, to just to compare and contrast a little bit, I am in a choir in a church here in LA. Oh, that's awesome. That I, I kind of dip in and out of sometimes, but it's so funny to hear like, you know, they test your tone and your blah, 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 and they make sure- Hey, Caroline? <laughs> I am so far from the mic. <laughs> Mr. Sniffles over there. <laughs> Sniffle up, I guess, and I'm Big Bird. But um, the, it, for the choir I'm in, you know, we rehearse 
the day of. It's yeah. consisted of people who showed up. Right. And then, you know, you learn your parts like an hour before you go, or a couple hours before you go out well, on there stage. there are rehearsals. No, Sounds there's like rehearsals. Going to them. No, but yeah, just <laughs> Kevin doesn't go ever. Yeah. No, the, the rehearsal is the day of. Right. It's yeah. the day of the thing. And it's so fun to like how loose and, and just kind of like, if there's not one of the better guys in the choir singing into my ear, I kind of just do whatever. And so many of <laughs> the people in the around. choir just like, uh, you know, <laughs> and you just kind of blend or you find it. But yeah. it's so well, funny. Because I, I, I do think, though, that those things serve different purposes, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like a choir like that, because I've been part of choirs like that, you know. Um, when I was studying abroad, I found a choir that was kind of like that, because obviously I couldn't like join for, you know, the whole year. I only, was only there for mm-hmm. a semester. And I think that that's... That's such a wonderful thing because then it's, it's you know, you're choosing kind of a different way to interact with your worship practice. Whereas I think for us, it's, you know, we are helping other people sort of fulfill their totally. worship practices yeah. rather than sort of like us. You know, it's like I think it's important. It's important to me and it's important to everybody in the choir, but it is in some ways – you know, making it about kind of helping the congregation along. So we want to, you know, we want to rehearse. We want everybody to be good so that we can kind of help them help yeah. them do that. Yeah, yeah. Technical mm-hmm. excellence does serve Very a kind. purpose other than just technical excellence. Well, yeah. thanks for sharing yeah. your story. Thanks for, for asking. So I love things. Yeah. I, never, cool? I never talk about, you know, L.A. People don't really talk that about stuff. Yeah. church. Yeah. I know. A cool I've, aspect I've tried to make it an the... icebreaker in every conversation I've had, and people are weird about it. People always think you're <laughs> people don't wit- love being a, to confronted about their religion right when you meet them. They're Excuse weird, me. not I. <laughs> Excuse me, do you believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior? And everyone at Chick fil A is like, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, Chick fil A is easy. I, I, we all start humming along to the same instrumental worship music we heard in the men's room. Uh, let's dive in. Come on, let's go. Plus one. Plus one. Plus one, the band. Did, one. Had you heard of Plus One? Before? I never had. Oh, okay. So I, I definitely listened to some Christian rock bands like, wh- growing like up. Who? Well, but it was one of those things where it's like I was super into emo and like punk uh-huh. music when I was a teenager, like yes. preteen. Like MXPX? Or are we talking? Oh, I, I remember MXPX. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, and I found all these bands and really liked them, and only later found out that they were Christian bands. You know, so like, I mean, like you know, Switchfoot, like Reliant yeah, sure. K, um, Hoobastank. Yes. Oh my Wait, God, I forgot. Five Iron Skid. Hoobastank is Christian? Hoobastank is a Christian band. Or at least like that that is a part of... I th- the reason is about the gospel. Yeah, the reason and is... the reason wow. is... Yeah. Wait, are they... I, this is actually really, kind of nice Oh man, maybe we do need to back Yeah, I think maybe they're just Christians that are in a band. I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to tell what's Yeah, what. well, that's the thing. And, and then, you know, uh, John Foreman from, from Switchfoot, I yeah. feel like, sort of left Switchfoot and started doing his own soul stuff right at the time that I was transitioning from punk to folk. And that's, so I like so kind of followed him a little bit. Perfect little, uh, yeah, exactly. I liked his new stuff. I did too. His yeah. sort of seasonal EPs that he did uh-huh. were really good. Was, uh, didn't he have a song called Caroline? I think so. You might have just heard that in your head. I'm always hearing those songs. It's a a frequently asked question on Yahoo Answers. Is is Hoobastank a Christian (laughs) band? What is what? Uh, let's Wait, do a Yahoo. Yeah, why are you on Yahoo answers? Uh, a lot of the answers are they are all Christians, but they don't sing about God or Christianity in their music. However, they are very uplifting and positive. Smiley face. Okay, but the reason is totally stink. about God, though, right? I'm not a perfect person. Well, I always took that to mean about a girl because a guy oh. g- 
a friend of mine, I remember in middle school, sent me that song. He said, this is about, this is like you and that girl you have a crush on. Well, so this is the thing that I that I want to dig into with Plus One, is that like, whoa, whoa. so yeah, yes. so many Christian bands, like the the sort of the lyrics could either be like a love song or it could be about God, no, I don't see is that. a love song in its own yes. way, right? Yes. Um, but it's that's, I think, what makes them sort of like marketable to people who aren't Christian, right? Sure. Or, who, or who don't listen to that Well, kind of it's stuff. a debate we have on this show sometimes of like, is this they are they a christian band is this even a christian song just because mm, they're christian mm-hmm. or if you're christian is everything a christian song that you make <laughs> you know but and so sometimes it's like yes maybe they're faith informed song and you can tell by the way you read it and right. so we just make a judgment call but sometimes it's like not at all we're just hoobastank you know right, exactly. <laughs> well, so yeah my personal experience with plus one is i remember all or I would say most of my CCM knowledge and stuff comes from a very brief period of time, but kind of a peak time for CCM stuff, which was 1999 to maybe like 2001. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like uh, two or three years there. But because you're young, it just feels like a long time because because yes. <laughs> guys forever is a long time. <laughs> it's like your entire As, high school. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, no, I was I was like eight to 10 or 11 years old. Oh, okay. Oh, you're a little baby. Yeah, I was going to say. I was a fat little baby. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I do remember I had the CD, The Promise. A plus one? Yeah. Because it was just, it was on the radio. Yeah. And I saw them in concert opening for Jackie Velasquez at the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion (laughs) in the year. It must have been 2000. What was that like? Were they good? Uh, no, I don't remember anything. Yeah. I remember her being cute, but there is a there is a picture of me from that night, and I look like a disaster. <laughs> That's amazing. I do look like a disaster. You have to share that on Twitter I think when this I, episode comes I, out. I, I, you have yeah. to dig it up. No, I mean, like really big T shirt. If I remember correctly, I think my friend. Are these your long hair days? No, no, this is pre long hair. This is like did you spiky have long hair. hair. I did. I, it was really I bad know this. in high oh school. It's kind of yeah. an abomination. Yeah. Right. You have great hair, but that you was do have bad hair. It was, oh, ladies, <laughs> girls, girls, girls. <laughs> uh, but I, so I remember that, and I remember having their CD and, and uh, Forever Written on My Heart. And another song that's not on here or on any of the streaming services, I'll Be That Friend. An Allie Grant oh. song that they like did a guest vocal on. Oh, okay. Those were huge radio hits. Uh, along... Wait, is he an Amy Grant song or Natalie Grant? Na- oh, Natalie Grant, who's different, not related to Amy. Oh, interesting. She's a, she's a little more country. She would go on to okay. host a reality show called It Takes a Church, where it's a church dating show. <gasps> we need to watch that. We show, do by need the to way. watch it. I for am watching sure. it badly, especially because I'm I'm quitting watching The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah I heard alarm. about that that that, that drums. And it just yeah. I've, it really made me look at myself. <laughs> yeah. But but I feel like I could get on board with it takes church. <laughs> <laughs> you would feel slightly less. I mean, Natalie Grant won't make you feel as skeezy as Chris Harrison did this past week. Yeah, for sure. I don't think anything makes me feel as rotten inside. <laughs> hey Caroline, you're complicit in this young lady's destruction of self-worth and <laughs> Caroline, identity. Here it is. You wanted it. You wanted you're this. A part of this. <laughs> oh my god. So so I listened to this stuff. Like I was, I was pretty familiar with yeah. this album uh, growing up. That said, I've not revisited it. I didn't check out their follow-up album. I didn't check out sure. their Christmas album. And man, oh man, I'm glad I did not check out their fourth and final album because it is bad. Ooh, really? It is bu- 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 really? bad. Because that's supposed to be their like post-boy uh, band sound, right? Yeah, because 
two of them left. So they're right. like, and this is 2003. Oh, so right. NSYNC, NSYNC's last album came out in 2001. Gosh, is, it seems like such a potent time in my life. That yeah. It's, crazy. I know. it's a crazy well, to imagine sort of like it ended in 2001. Critical mass of that stuff. Yes. Right? I mean, it just all came out so fast. Like, there were so, many, there boy so bands, many boy bands. And they tried to catch up on it. Yeah. And it, it's so funny to me, to me to think of like a producer being like, uh, boy bands are the thing. Let's make more yeah. because that's going to help the market. You know, right. it's, it's exactly. Like, no, we no. like two. We like Backstreet Boys and Sync. Sync. I care about their rivalry and that's it. Well, yep. to me, this is the, out of all the, you know, I mean, we're still pretty early into the show's run, but out of all the artists we've done so far on the show, yeah. this is by far the most hilarious premise for an artist <laughs> because yeah. boy bands are predicated upon sexual exactly. appeal yes. exactly this is what this is what <laughs> has blown my mind about plus one is that i i i am i am so like pro boy band sure i, I, I love boy bands yes. um and and i think that they are i think that they're fascinating i think there are some some somewhat insidious things about them sometimes but what's your preference by the way in sync backstreet, backstreet boy Boys. or 98 degrees okay. oh, 98 degrees come on i did also see them live at the cynthia woods Mitchell. were you <laughs> were you a 98 degrees fan were you an 11 year old girl i was you know what? i don't want to shame you for liking well no things. this i was either eight or nine years old this was uh this is when the all that tour came to town oh, 98 degrees was sure. and amanda Bynes oh, did dear yeah. ashley on stage oh, no wait, that sounds so fun it was really fun, fun. Uh, it was really fun are you a backstreet boys or nsync person i go in sync because NSYNC. i feel like i know more of their songs and happy merry christmas and happy holidays is is like happy almost a classic holidays. modern christmas song maybe the only one since all I want for Christmas is wow. you. Wow, it's a bold claim. I think it's wow. the only one where it's like, oh, this could be a standard. Okay. It's a wonderful <laughs> theme. Like, it's a good melody, and they're and they're good. But yeah, so that's... How about you, Caroline? Are you Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? NSYNC all the way. Wow, so I'm, I'm really alone here. Yeah, I'm sorry, though, but I but when I was in third grade, I remember this so clearly. Everybody loved Backstreet Boys, and I don't know if I chose NSYNC just to be contrarian or yeah. if I really liked them, but I did have a genuine crush on J.C. Chazes. I get that. Well, and I, I like <laughs> I like Justin Timberlake. Like I like his music now. Yeah. Um, and and I there are a couple of really great tunes Filthy? from NSYNC. You know what? <laughs> I, yeah. Really? You know, it's one of those Good songs. On you. It's one of those songs that each time you listen to it, it gets a little bit better. Yeah. Did you see the music video? Yeah. Where he the, robot the robot sexes the Yeah. Okay. It's it's weird. Yeah. Uh, but um, say something with Chris Stapleton can get it though like that song is really great sure um this is kind of off topic but you know not all the boy brands are broken up like in sync right now i'm playing uh oh actually no here it is this is a cover of mary did you know that was put out last year by 98 Degrees. <gasps> oh, my God. Last year they last, decided last to do a year. cover of Mary Did You Know? Yeah, Wait, said, there were four of them? I thought there were only three of them originally. Well, maybe that was like the engineer and he, he snuck into the picture or something. Wow. Well, so getting back to what we were saying, yes, it is very one. funny that Plus One is a Christian boy band. Right. So you can crush on them, but that's it. <laughs> well, but it's like, but also it's like the whole, the whole point of boy bands. You is won't crush to... with them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point of boy bands is to like get young girls to, to like want to date those young men. Yeah. Right. Like that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. But then to, 
to have them like singing about God. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a group of girls out there who are super into that. Or a well, group for of boys, Christian you know? girls, that's like sure. a perfect storm, you know? Oh, like a cute guy like, who like, loves he's, God. He's, <laughs> he's cute. And I know he's like perfectly safe for me, safe for me to set my affections He'll on. You know? But this is the whole thing about boy yeah. bands, right? Is that it's non-threatening um, yeah, like true. sexuality, basically. It's like there's nothing particularly masculine about boy bands, right? But it, they are male do you feel like one direction is more masculine no weirdly okay Not i think now they are i think now they're all like super sexual but like that's all with our solo careers but like yeah. that's very very non-threatening they got a little kind of like a little racier towards the end of their right. career you know yeah but certainly but you feel safe album, like there's a tameness of there's like a tameness, exactly like i know that they're not actually dating any girls this age yeah. they're dating like and they're not gonna like thirty or go too yeah. fast, and they're not gonna like whatever. Yeah. You know, they they present themselves as these like very soft pastel yeah, boys, long hair. And I kind of wonder if a, if putting sort of a love of and fear of God on top of that makes it too tame. Yeah, you well, know? and the thing that's interesting about this too was all these boys came from an Assemblies of God church, mm-hmm. which I don't right. know if you're familiar with the I denomination am. at all. Yeah. yeah, but for those who aren't, it's it's like. A pretty big charismatic. It's like the main charismatic branch of the Christian Protestant Church, um, and it's at this point it's all the way around the world. And like Hillsong came out of their Australian um, offshoot of, oh, of Assemblies of God. Yeah. Okay, but so, but charismatic for the most part. We've talked about this a little before, but you um, you get saved and then you also get baptized in the Spirit, and that's like a separate event. And you speak in tongues. They're also like pretty conservative for the most part. Although I was looking them up today, and I'm surprised to see that a lot of the times they support pacifism. So they're not a uh, rah rah military. Good. Which is I, cool. I went to uh, cool. Assemblies of God Church, and and the thing that struck me was. They're super charismatic, and they did like slaying the spirit stuff. Like one of the people pushed me down on the forehead, uh-huh. which was a lot of fun. I took a wow. nap. Uh, the music was really good. The worship leader at okay. the Assembly of God Church I went to was in the original off-Broadway cast of Godspell. Wow. Oh, hell yeah. Or I'm sorry. No, it was Jesus Christ Superstar. He was in amazing. the original off-Broadway oh cast. Oh, my gosh. So That's still amazing. good. That's Andrew Lloyd cool. Webber, Stephen I guess I, w- I was just sort of surprised that these guys came out of that, what I would probably consider like maybe a more conservative Super thing. conservative, But yeah. then right. I was like, ah, I guess that makes sense because music is such a big part of the Assemblies of God and like right. they bang. They're Man, really I would have loved to, uh, for Plus One to do a song like Speaking in Tongues. Oh that my gosh. Been very cool. <laughs> Thinking <laughs> how it hope it's a shop <laughs> Tons of fire but not what you think they are. <laughs> well, let's listen to uh, their first single and their first song and their first album Written on My mm, Heart. And we can bop. Maybe we bop. can start a <laughs> yes. it is a bop. We can maybe start a new segment called God or girlfriend? <laughs> mm. Those guitar, the Wawa guitar, yeah, and the chimes too. Oh, I you love know this. this is '99. You know, yes, feel it. That here it is. And the how it might have been if you had never walked into my life. I would have been nothing. God or girlfriend so far? What do we think? Girlfriend so far? Yeah. I mean, changed my life. By the way, in the music video, they're like setting up of all this sound oh, equipment. I didn't think to look up a music video. It's good. Very good. It's good. Oh, and good. then they start we'll dancing the together. It could be anything. Yeah. It's brilliant in a way. 
It is brilliant. Every other boy band song that yeah. came out, yeah. Well, especially I this guitar tone right here. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, totally. How could I have been so blind? <laughs> the way he said that. Blind, blind. This guy is this. <laughs> this is like the, 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 you know, the, what, the crazy screaming one in Backstreet Boys. The, yeah. Like that guy is like that guy. There is. Wait, was Flea and Backstreet Boys? <laughs> Maybe. There's like, oh, what's his name? He, uh, I don't know his I name. Know. I know what you're talking Maybe. about though, but was with the AJ? like with the kind of faux dread. Yeah. Yes. There's always one <laughs> it was always in every like, of these bands uh, that has like very bad hair. Yeah. Like it's like, unfair. A lot. Yeah. Always <laughs> beside. Okay. I mean, it is. It is a brilliantly written. Could be this, could be that. Oh, so yeah. it I mean, got a lot of mainstream Christian radio play. It did. I a, heard this on It mainstream. is like a factory-made song. You know, it's like mm-hmm. one yes. of those things. In the same way that, like, that's what makes you beautiful is like just vague enough about what the girl looks like. You know, sure. Yeah. Anybody. It's like and it's what thing. everyone wants to hear too. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I don't. Know I don't know how pretty I am. I am, but that means I'm beautiful. <laughs> Baby, your body type is. Up to you. <laughs> Bo Burnham does a really you got good arms, parody. You got legs. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. about. He's yes. like, I love your blue, green, brown, gray eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like mad libs of just mass appeal. You are oh, you are my you. light and my truth. Is yeah, like okay. pretty gaudy. Like, yeah. Saying that a, to a girl would be very strange. <laughs> Yes. My yeah, light, maybe. My truth. my truth is a, is a, a <laughs> like, lot. Whoa, that's a if lot. If Nate said to you, your husband Nate said to you, <laughs> Caroline, you're my truth, you'd be like... Ripping his clothes off. No! Mounting. Mounting! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, yeah. I'm I sorry. Feel like if, I feel like if you've been in a relationship for a while, somebody saying, like, you're my truth, it's kind of hot. Like, yeah, I, know, I guess so. Works. I would be like, uh, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Feels like a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's like, what about what I said was your truth? I was talking about, I don't know, groceries. Oh, you know what? I don't know if I put this on our playlist. I don't think I did. But this was their other kind of single from the album. Uh, a little Latin flavored. God is in this place. Oh. I need to say. Oh. Oh, God. This brings me back. This is clearly explicit. Yes. He's right by your side. Sexy. Yeah. I'm, I mean, this is about God, but man, but this is the one making woo. me sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little too sexy to be about God, you know? Yeah. A Spanish guitar. That It's sexy God songs, which I didn't... Didn't know that was a genre. Yeah. No, we've heard a few though at this point. We, I'd say we've had some sexy God jams on this show for sure. Is the Lord? You could put temple. this on that same playlist, like have sex while you're praying with your spouse in a covenant relationship. I do wish there were more um, covenantial sex songs. I think that would be fun. Like, well, because that's a thing, right? Is that like like marital sex is like an act of God or something like that? Like, yeah, like it's a whole thing. Sure. Yeah, like, and it's so hot if you waited. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I will say I, I have the pleasure and privilege of having 
the CCM Magazine issue from October 2000 in front of me. Where How plus, did you find this? I have quite an archive at home. Wow. It's for the purposes of this podcast. You like Massbot, like a lot of them. That's amazing. I'm in a lot of debt. <laughs> but it's worth it. Oh, backlogs of CCM is really <laughs> cost. No, it's an investment. They'll be worth something someday. Yeah, some people do Beanie Babies. Some people gamble at the racetracks. I bought CCM Magazine. <laughs> you like drove down to San Diego and I did. picked did. up from a I dude. I did. Uh, oh my God, that's in, amazing. Or not Encinitas, somewhere a little north of Encinitas. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, so they, <laughs> they do have like the picture that it paints me because this is right after their first album came out, but the picture is kind of sad. It seems like the guys are lonely. Oh, no. It seems like, cause granted this came out when they were 18, 19, 20, 20, and 22. But wait, can we talk about so what the name young. plus one plus is about? Plus one is God. Yeah. Yeah. So how could they be lonely? Because it's it's them plus one. It's them <laughs> plus God. You should never be alone. Plus You're one. never alone. I always ask for a plus one wherever I go. Actually, a plus two for me, God, and Nathan. <laughs> me, God, and Nathan. So they do like little features and they talk about like, to your point, they talk about, oh, this is a very strange tension because boy bands are sex appeal. So how do you do Christian stuff? And one of the things they say is Nathan Cole, so Nathan number two, <laughs> Nate, t- Nate number two says, Gosh. we wouldn't be completing our mission as a band if only Christians bought our music. Because what Plus One wants to do as a show is show a world that doesn't see a lot of, lot of positive things, that God is there for them. We think God has really opened up these doors. People will tell us, don't water it out. All you talk about is love and peace and all the warm fuzzies God gives and not the wrath of God. Jesus. <laughs> But we didn't feel like we had to defend ourselves. Everybody is called to different positions in ministry. So we feel like we got our own specific purpose. And then they say POD are their heroes because they say, uh, I look at POD as such an inspiration. They have to deal with a lot of crazy stuff. And they're totally using the position they've been put in to touch a lot of people's lives. So they go on to say, you know, they do the press tours. People ask them if they're virgins or not. They have to say yes because they're on a Christian label. Wow. They did. Here's here's two fun facts. In addition to that dope-ass Touch Fine Angel appearance, which you can find on YouTube. Oh, And it's pretty great. Yep. Roma Downey and and, uh, Della Reese just being like, look at the prisoners. In a softly lit jail cell. They're all and, in there together. But oh, God, they I were hope also fans think about this. I, I well, I, I hope a listener writes some. Yeah, please. Send I will say I was starting to Google plus one stuff today, and fanfic came up, so it's there. <gasps> I'm in it now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think two of them left because they kissed? Yeah, I hope so. That would be that would be a really good story. Hey, I hope they found their truth. Yeah. No, I do know where they all are now, so I can tell you guys at the end of the oh, show. We, oh, oh God, let's do it. Sad. But here's one thing: they they did make an appearance on Days of Our Lives wow. and did a little performance on there, and they also sang at the Democratic National Convention. Yes, I read this in 2000, and they with, said with it, like uh, um, Stevie Wonder. Yeah, Stevie Wonder and... Uh, God, Stevie Wonder was making the boy band rounds because he did that song with uh, 98 Degrees. Yes. Oh, my God. So yeah, they, for Mulan. But oh, they said, just to like, you know, dog whistle a little bit, they said, us singing at the DNC is not representative of our political views at all. They asked us to sing. They're not asking us to vote for Al Gore. We felt honored to represent Christians. Weird. We couldn't do the Republican Ooh. one when they did ask, citing a scheduling problem. It would have been awesome too. Wow! They had what if to they're a bunch it. of gay Democrats? 
<laughs> we're fighting way, for climate. Do you I'm think write this both the now. RNC <laughs> yeah, sure. and the DNC were like, guys, we got to get plus one. I just I can't imagine so. the leadership being like, the hottest thing right now is this Christian boy band it and makes, Stevie Wonder. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> no, that combination makes so much sense to me for the 2000 DNC because it's like, you could totally see the Democrats being like, okay, we've got to get, we've got to get, uh, you know, we've got to get youth. Yes. <laughs> we've got to get uh, people of color and we've got to get Christians because those are the three groups that we need to, we need that to get. That is and interesting. Act, yeah. I wonder if that did change any uh, minds in the Republican Christian sphere of like, well, wow. Wait, do you think plus one caused President Bush to be the president? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it was in Florida. Wait a minute. Oh, no. The voters... Oh gosh! Oh my they God! Plus Al more. Plus one plus gave one us eight years of George path. W. Bush. I will say I love that quote in there. That's kind of Christian shade of like uh, we don't feel called to you know uh, talk about that, and uh, everyone has their role in the church, as if to say you're the role of mean wrath yelling guy. Yeah, I'm fine. With yeah, that. I mean like hell is gonna swallow you up like i don't need oh, that oh i kind of be into that though i mean like that would be an interesting take <laughs> for a boy a band very yeah. interesting contrast you're drenched in sin also these guys are 19 and that they're not they're not saying those quotes at all so that is young. that is someone in a pr office i will say so young and scared the thing that must 100 percent be them in this is that they have a little feature a little sidebar feature you can see all their floating oh, little heads yes say what they like and, about girls. well the thing they say is who would you be totally who would you still be totally starstruck around? Because they're huge stars at this point. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, and you do sell half a they million were copies. Big. And they were too yeah, yeah. So they were okay. big enough yeah. to be like, oh, we're at a level. Yeah. So Jason says, Britney Spears. That's a good one. Decent answer, especially yeah. for 2000. Yeah. Nathan, number one, says, in sync, which I find to be funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeremy <laughs> says, Harry. Do you think his favorite member was Lance? <laughs> Jeremy says, Harry Connick Jr. Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) Nathan says, Michael W. Smith. Smitty makes sense to me. And then Gabe said, Kevin Max. (laughs) And who were the two that left? The two that left were the one that said Harry Connick Jr. Mm -hmm. Uh And uh, Britney Spears. (laughs) Well, so... I mean, the world had already had its hands on them. I will say that. Yeah. (laughs) Did you like their uh, their Borat tribute song? Wife. (laughs) Wife. Wait, is this the party song? Yeah, listen to this. Oh my God. The lyric song. Here we go. Here we go. Wanna go with me? Do I have to wear a shirt and tie? We can take a limousine. Justin Timberlake vibes. Nothing wrong. We can have a little fun. As long as we never forget how to stop and play Pray You've been set on Partying till your head is numb Better not fall Party is when the kingdom comes I love that line And look through the windows if heaven is not too late Love that, like when it, when I first yeah. listened to it, I was like, "Oh, are they doing like the classic like we're a boy band, we party so hard, yeah, like, everybody get down yeah. on the floor tonight?" And it's like, "Oh no, it's about the kingdom of heaven." <laughs> it is. This is incredible. It's about your eternal. Life. It is truly magnificent how they shoehorned prayer into this song, and I I respect yes. them for it. I love oh, it. it's artful. It is. The artful. line goes, 
It's fun to play as long as we don't forget to stop and pray. <laughs> Which is true. Oh Which is God. true. <laughs> Guys. 100%. We love laughing on this show, but that's true. <laughs> Amen and true to that. I love this song. This song was like, oh, I know this. Some deep recess of oh, my brain remembered this song, and I love it. Yeah, how many credited songwriters do you think there are on this song? Seven. Nine. Yeah. Jeez Louise. What does it take to make this I mean, trick? for this kind nine of nine lives. <laughs> Cats. <laughs> nine lives. Meow. <laughs> uh, of course, oh, although so I think maybe my favorite lyrically was. Soul tattoo. Soul tattoo. And we need to talk about soul tattoo. I just know that I've never felt like this. And I know. I need everybody listening to know that Kevin really knows the words to these songs. He's been mouthing along. I know written on all of them. Super, super. Did you say it's written on your soul like a tattoo? Yeah, that's right. And that's why. That's why. I can never turn away from you. My favorite thing about bands like this is how they all have to take turns singing. Yes. I think it's the funniest thing. Oh, it's and so And they probably crazy. change their voices a little bit just yeah. to distinguish. Just, yeah, yeah, they have like exactly. their own special I'm spin on how they do sky. it. Because uh-huh. you're the answer to the question, the reason to the rhyme. That's a pretty solid boy band chorus, right? It's there. good. Oh yeah, da 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 da. Soul tattoo is a bad the, phrase. You are my soul tattoo. That metaphor is not it's good. Not, so wait, so be. so God is written on their heart, but is also a soul tattoo. So it's like you're so like God is all over the internal looks, organs. There's like, just a bunch of just, ink there. Yeah. <laughs> like what's going on? Soul tattoo, but he's within me. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't check yeah, out. Yeah, we're really mixing our metaphors here. Uh, what do you think it looks like? Do you think it's like a dolphin going over it's a, a cross? It's the Chinese symbol for <laughs> he is risen. <laughs> but it actually, but just actually means like noodles or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, got a, they got the wrong oh, one. Oh, man. I love Soul Tattoo. It's bad, but it's good. So the last flight out, last flight out was when you watched the music video for it. The one that was explicitly about a girl. Because oh, it's like It's like a bunch of one-on-one interrogation yeah, scenes. They each get a girlfriend <laughs> in the music video, and they'll like sit across from them, and then sometimes the girlfriend will like She's like dancing sexy, dance. but not too sexy. Like a, a wind machine yeah, yeah, on yeah. them. And it's really fun to see who got paired up, and it made me very curious <laughs> of like, did they get to pick their girl, and like, what was the casting like? For well, that? it was a two-month-long process. They, they had matched? to make sure the chemistry was <laughs> right. right. Yeah, all chemistry yeah. I wonder if any of them tried the to date. Yeah, it was so great. Oh, yeah, you know at least one of them brought that girl out on a date after I know, right? Shooting, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to just uh, go get coffee and maybe crack open the words later? Did they have groupies? <laughs> well, right, this is this is another question that I have. It's like, isn't sort of the point of being a... Oh, yeah, this really is a, is a good jam. This part. Beautiful. The harmonies are good and the melodies are good. Like... And the lyrics are... Tough. Bad. There. <laughs> Do you, you guys remember Savage Garden? Yeah. Yeah. So like there were a, this song and and uh, and Soul Tattoo both for whatever reason give me like 
Savage Garden. Savage what Garden was their vibe. big hit? Um, I want to dance with you on a mountain. I want to swim with you in the sea. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then um, the other one. Oh, God. What was their? It's not Bittersweet Symphony. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was there. Um, oh, God. What's their other single? It's hard to think of it when you're listening to a song yeah. in your head. Because <laughs> that one was... Oh, I now I'm forgetting what that song was called. Everyone's um, gonna be screaming in their car right yeah. now. Yeah, but oh, yes. Have you guys what noticed? is this song called again? Uh, truly madly, truly madly deeply. I'll give those Episcopal harms, yo. <laughs> the other one is with you in the sea, not even swim with you in the sea. This one is I knew I loved you. Oh, this is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I knew I loved you before I met you. Man, it's just two of yeah. them. Yeah, it's just two of them. It is such boy band arrangements, but it's just yeah, two. Just of them. two of them. That's funny. This always reminds me of like rollerblading in junior high. Yeah, trying like to ice cream grab social. boys' butts. Absolutely I'm, not. Absolutely. Oh, oh, I've offended your sensibilities, <laughs> young sweet Caroline. No, truly, I was not touching or looking at anybody. Aloof was my game, and it did not work. I love it. But in I the end, it. it did work. That's true. It did. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I love these songs. Have you guys noticed there's kind of a resurgence of like love for the 2000s and late 90s? Yes. Well, now because it's We're what hitting the nostalgia period. Yeah, yeah. Like I follow so many Instagram accounts that are just like Paris Hilton and her like trash outfits. Oh and, like everyone's like Von Dutch and everything. And that like frosty time is so special. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. The juicy tracksuits. I saw a thing about about <laughs> yes. that on Twitter the other day. And I was like, let's not bring those back. The low waisted skirts. Yeah. yeah. No, they were at Urban Outfitters like oh. a few months ago when I went there. And no. I was like, there, there are some 2000s fashions that we, there's some 90s fashions and 80s fashions that we brought back that I'm like, okay, They're like, they this work, is okay. But 2000s is like, I don't know if it's going to work, babe. Yeah. Everything just looked like rubber. Like, <laughs> yeah. like neon like, colored rubber. Everything was like either plastic or denim. And pastel. Like, or velour. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time. A lot of rhinestones with like a lace on the bottom oh. that you like layered. That's right. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. The listener at home is overloading with 2000s nostalgia. The, like, oh, the, the, so the Henleys with the lace yes. around. The, oh my God. <laughs> we weren't allowed to have those at my Christian school because it resembled a bra. Yeah, yeah we weren't allowed to wear spaghetti. Oh, and they said yeah, even lace school. can turn a guy on. Wow. The idea of just lace. Just a lace pattern. No. But yeah, but I, it is nice that we're hitting nostalgia. Because I remember even like living through that time, I was thinking like, I don't even know. Like, what are we going to think is the style when we look back? Like, yeah. what, what's it going to be? We can't be retro about it because there's nothing there. But now they're, they're definitely Oh, is. man. I saw a thing on, on Tumblr the other day because I'm the only person over 25 on Tumblr still. Um, that's not true. There are plenty of us. Um, but I don't have an account, but I do check it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I am more involved. Clearly you haven't Tumblr. visited paddingtonstand.tumblr.com. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a Tumblr you have? It will be by the time this episode comes <laughs> out. Um, and someone was, you know, like there's a great love of all things emo on yeah. Tumblr because it's, it's a place with a lot of depressed people. Um, right. And someone posted something about like, Oh man, like me and and all my friends were just like so sad that we were only like three years old at the height of emo. Like we missed it, and I was like, "Oh Whoa, no, that I'm is so, so weird." Old. The Warped tour. Some children will never know. Wait, right. so they listen the to it now? They listen to it now. Would they, 
Wow. And it's it's like they're like like what would have been probably like Nirvana for me, right? right. Where like, be like oh, oh yeah, I like grunge music. Yeah, yeah. Like grunge music. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're grunge. That is wonderful. Why do I I like yeah. this makes oh, me I'm happy. So glad that people are so that doesn't make to me it. feel old. That makes me like good. It makes me feel old though. <laughs> like good. Time yeah, keeps so marching that, on. That my <laughs> lifetime so is that. being mined my for cultural life. gold. You're Any other songs you guys wanted to talk about? I thought your, when your spirit gets weak was like the best uh, boys to men outtake yes. on the album. This whole thing is so boys to men, but I love when they bring in the gospel choir at the end. Oh yeah, I'll just fast forward to that. Have part. we talked about the promise already? Oh yeah, I was playing it a little bit. That's, yeah, we can go back. That's, a, that's a real that. jam. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's this one. Yeah. That's his promise to you. Okay, what's your favorite? Is it written on my heart? Are you? Are you a I'm going back to When Your Spirit Gets Too Weak. I mean, I think Written on My Heart is the one I know the best. Yeah. So I think that affects my opinion of it. It's a hit for a reason. Yeah. Still a hit. It was like engineered in a lab. It's like a Dorito of a boy band song. (laughs) No one cooked this. This was like chemicals and process. 23 herbs spices. Yes, exactly. (laughs) 25 songwriters, one taking each measure. Five boys. And I love it. (laughs) But I like this chorus. This is actually my favorite chorus on the okay. album. Because it's just like... So many of their choruses are like that. Kind of that like marching, dun, slamming. Dun, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, the tempos on this. I'm sure there's so many that are like within 5 to 10 BPM of each other. Well, and like that, you know, there's that whole thing where it's like you, you pick a specific um, a BPM for depending on what you want the song to accomplish. Oh, here we go. This, yeah, this feels like a, a praise song. I'm not even from that tradition. But this feels like a... Oh, I'm sure churches. Yeah. This for sure. It's like you want to put your hands up, you know? Uh-huh. Caroline, at some point, at one of our live shows, maybe not now, but maybe in the future... You'll get plus one to guest. <laughs> I mean, maybe. probably not hard. I think... Oh. <laughs> it's okay. One of them's a CrossFit bro now. Uh-huh. Uh, I do want a live choir to come out. And sing a song with oh, us. Oh, it's something we talked gosh. about for Gilmore Guys, but it was like too cost prohibitive. We yeah. could do this. We but could do I this. I think we could do this. Yeah. I think Absolutely. we could do this. Like get out and then we all sing like a, a like a gut wrenchingly oh beautiful choral rendition of cartoons oh, or mood rings. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yes. oh, I want to do that. All right, we're gonna save up. Did you guys listen yeah. to Forever from August? Hmm. This, this is the only is song their, I know from this album. It's from their, it's from their, their second, their second album. album. Okay, because it feels later. You know, it yeah. feels like it's a, a yeah. When I heard that, I was like, "Whoa, they grow up." Yeah, they but they don't grow fast. well because this is the because I, the I listened one. to the whole thing today. Yeah, this album's no good. Mm. I am up. Maybe I'm biased because of nostalgia. Because I do like this song. Not like the first one's a masterpiece, but just like <laughs> but it's good. It gets it was the all job. Job done. It gets the job done. It's very respectable. They accomplished what they meant to do. Thought I'd be alone. Yeah, this is like, kind of like the the early 2000s alt rock feel. Yeah, you know, like yes. kind of like Train, Creed, yes. getting into that territory. Not boy band anymore, really. No, yeah. is Train Christian? I don't think this part. So? It's funny to assume any it's mediocre Christian. band is Christian, <laughs> or just like if they don't say otherwise, so <laughs> it could be Christian. Oh, well, probably they're probably Christian. My wife. Anyway, it's the yeah. it's probably the least 
I don't find it to be better than any of the songs we've it's listened pretty, to it's previously. It's pretty kind of like middle of the road. Yeah. You know? I think it's more middle of the road than the stuff on The Promise. Yes. Which is saying something. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't believe. I, we didn't listen to any of these for, you know, before we came in. But I did. I was curious, and I just listened to a few tracks from the Christmas album. Oh, This is yeah. the opening line of the Christmas album, and this? It, it's good. This is a song called This Is Christmas. It's very this moody. Not Christmas. Yeah. yeah. It's way too moody. Listen to Listen to I'm like, oh wait, kind of like into it. this. No, I'm into it. I'm feeling it now. <laughs> like, not as a Christmas song, but like, but like I'm kind of yeah. into this. this. Boom, boom, boom. Mm. Mm. Oh, give it to me. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, give me Christmas. Like, oh, give me. Oh, I see. Give, give that Christmas, Christmas to me. Christmas. Lay it on me. <laughs> What is the chorus? Ooh. Oh no, I'm into this. Ooh. I really, I dig this. <laughs> what a surprise! Ooh, this is good. It's good. Kevin, you're <laughs> wrong. This is good. No, I. This is this is kind of a jam. I'm being outvoted here. Good grief! I like this sound. Okay. Wow. Let's see how they handle one of the standards. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I can't stand oh, stuff like this. No. no, thank you. No. Happy, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. But the most egregious thing, guys. Too smooth. When too you like, the minus two, jazzy, yeah. the negative one of oh, plus yeah, one. Oh yeah, let's hear Exodus. Okay, which is like way to name a final album. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> the cover alone. Oh, no. Oh, them just... Do they all have widow's peaks? Are they all related? Well, they're serious men okay. now. It's not, it's not related. No. Don't hate this. Don't hate this so far. Wait, this yeah. kind of sounds like Spring Awakening. It do does. you guys love plus one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Here, let me let me play you something more. I'll, I'll, I'll. Okay, wait. Oh, no, what is the nice. song called? I legit like that. <laughs> it's the title track, Exodus. I'm gonna need Great. that. Yeah, I'm gonna be listening to that on the way home. No. Give it a second. Oh no, this totally feeds into like the pop pop punk. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. This is this might be my favorite album of theirs. Hashtag not my plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but respect for plus my one. plus one. You wanted more. I boy want band? those five part harmonies. Why? Why didn't they rename themselves the Holy Trinity? I mean, that just, just seems call like it a negative yeah. one or the Holy Trinity. <laughs> Holy Trinity. Yeah, plus three. Well, I mean, Trinity five seven kind of already had the <laughs> market the, cornered on. <laughs> that's a bad name. Trinity five Trinity seven. Trinity five seven. You didn't say that on the, the episode. The fact that they have to type that out every time. I know I didn't bring it up. Anyway, hmm. yeah, that's rough. And it was only two of them. So where are they now? Let Caroline me tell, tell I'm so you. Curious. Why you do that? I'm gonna put on one of their. I'm now a plus terrible... one super fan. I think. Yeah, I think You're it's a stand for plus. Good news for plus one is a good amount of them are still you know available on social media and like regional and single. The bad and news is older than me, maybe. <laughs> only. Maybe one of them is really doing music anymore. Okay. Okay. Jeremy. Oh, oh I, I, I hate this. <laughs> is yeah, this you Christmas? still like plus yeah. one? 
This you want to make us mad? <laughs> yeah. You want to make? Usually, I'm pretty positive on this show. I want you guys to hate this shit. <laughs> Kevin's jealous. Uh. No, I'm not jealous. I'm secure. But put they on, suck, and I'm great. Put on my life. I'm with that. Okay. Um, okay. So wow. Jeremy, as we mentioned, uh, works at CrossFit now, and fans mm-hmm. notice this that is the Harry Connick Jr. one. <laughs> Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. I. He is like said. really good at CrossFit and does videos and is like a big trainer for He's it. Super jacked. Mm. Um, and fans noticed that he left the band about the exact time he got married. So a little bit of a Yoko situation. Oh, there. he's married to a woman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm, not, I'm not trying I, to cast aspersions on anyone no, or guess not at all. But it's sometimes jokes. you are surprised. Yes. Um, okay. So there's Nate and there's Nathan. So I think that's another big reason I love this band. Two Nates. Two Nates. Two Nates. Two Nates. Also, they both kind of look like my Nate. Just a little bit. That's amazing. Okay, now we're getting into the reason why you now like everything. I I've have played. complicated feelings. <laughs> so, uh, so Nate uh, and his wife live in Fresno. What's their address? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like, are we gonna dox plus one? Uh, yeah, we're gonna dox their ass. <laughs> his wife has a blog. She's like a style blogger. Oh, cool. Um, they had a musical style, uh, musical side project, and I think he was the one that started a band with Gabe briefly. Okay. Um, or the other Nathan. It's hard to tell. Wait, he and his wife had a musical side project. Yes. That's so cute. That they also did that. with another guy from Plus One and his wife. On the Wikipedia, it says <gasps> they released cute. home so recordings, which I'm like, I know. did I you like, just like do geez. voice memos and upload <laughs> hey, it to I SoundCloud? Too, and I was like, is that common enough? Elliot Smith from a, from a basement on a hill. So I was at home. So. There you go. Yeah, Plus know. One is like Elliot Smith. You're right. Um, <laughs> Nate and his wife also have a uh, an Etsy store where they sell thrift, thrift store finds. Let's Aww, buy some. Wow. Let's link them in the show notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they didn't have very much. Um, okay. Gabe uh, became a part of the competitive coffee world. and uh, What is that? Went to the 2010 <laughs> Barista Championships in Wait, Anaheim, I'm, California. I'm really, Sorry, he literally I became a, a barista. I need a lot more explanation uh, of what the okay, competitive like, I need the a lot more <laughs> It's a very competitive world, and I'm sure he doesn't know that a mean one, and I would love to have some of his coffee. Yeah, the Copa Vita guys compete in that stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's actually quite a few Pasadena baristas that like proudly display coffee championship awards oh and stuff like I that. just didn't know that was a thing it is a thing yeah they, oh, super cool it's a big deal yeah someone else and jannied them what do you mean they made them a champion <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> wow shouts out to second service listeners sometimes I love walking into your jokes Kevin it's a nice, <laughs> it's a nice feeling it's like coming home and um, being unpleasantly surprised <laughs> okay so Nathan is making a living working in music but he does Great. a lot of ads and my favorite was one uh, that I found on his Instagram. He does like that. I think I'm gonna have to play for you guys because it's pretty like fun. sponsored. Please do. Yeah, like you know, commercial um, ads. Talking to that microphone. <laughs> 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 it's on top. Oh my god! Have you literally never plugged a thing into your iPhone? Okay, <laughs> so this is a uh, this is vocals he did for a commercial for Duracell, oh. and they said they wanted me to sing brand. an overhyped vocal. Good for him, it's Duracell. <laughs> they wanted what? They wanted me to sing an overhyped vocal that sounded like it was from a Saturday morning commercial set in the nineties. <gasps> 
to a toy that you used a lot Then you started growing up and they went so hard To bring it back to life Only one thing to do Grab one battery Grab a few You take the cover off Put the batteries oh in God. Close it up and see life begin Guys, it's a bear It's wow. a relic resurrection Wait, this is a recent commercial. Yeah, it was meant to be a retro thing. 90s nostalgia. Yes. Oh, I mean, he did it well. He hit that 90s nostalgia. No, it was, I was like, that's good. And yeah, so this is just kind of him jamming out in his studio now. Good for him. He's doing great. That's awesome. Sorry, I just threw that at you. Um, Good for him. Okay, Nathan. Nathan is fine. Okay, and then Jason is basically MIA. Like, we don't know. This is our new podcast, social media, serial, but finding out we need to find this is our missing Richard Simmons. And Jason is like Jason Perry. Jason is kind of their Justin. Like he's the Mm. one that everyone had a crush on and was like maybe the front man, I want to say. This is him. Oh, sure. The the, the frosted, frosted tips. tips. The mm-hmm. Chad Michael mm-hmm. Mudface looking one. You don't get frosted tips unless you're ready to be a star. That's true. <laughs> that's true. As I that's got true. frosted tips in 2002. And it's finally paying off. In the, in my fr- <laughs> that's a true story. I did get frosted tips. Do I was you have 12 photos years of old. Photos? I do have photos of that. I would like that. I would like those. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Chris, Christmas is coming soon. My birthday is coming up. When is your birthday? June. June what? Third. Is it June 3rd? Yeah. I like that birthday. date. Yeah. Thank you. It it's is a good date. birthday. Six three. Uh, well, let's get into our final thoughts about plus one. Thank you for that that expose yeah, on the world. I'm going to be wondering about Jason for that bear for a commercial. While. Yeah, is a gift tr- from God. D- d- you might find more. I'm taking this from an article that well, was describing oh, where they're now. Deep, but deep I think dive. you could probably find something if you yeah. really didn't. Yeah. I mean, the Wikipedia said he would. He was part of their little reunion in 2014. Oh right, yeah. I thought, but they're but they're um. So their Facebook page is deactivated, but their Twitter is still alive. It also, hasn't been tweeted since 2014, but like wow. it's there. When I went to plus1official.com, which was their website, it said GoDaddy domain available. Should <laughs> so we buy it? Wait, we, we should, should buy it. We should buy it. We should buy it. Okay, we'll buy it before this okay, comes great. out. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, well, the way this works, Lauren, mm-hmm. is we're going to give plus one a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And the form of a holy toast. Or holy roast. Holy toast, we're sending it to heaven Mm -hmm. where the angels will be toasting it with virgin champagne forever. Or we send these five sweet little boys to hell. Well, they'll be burning all of their life. (laughs) Caroline, we start with you. Okay, great. Great. Um, (laughs) This band... I, um, it's difficult, like we've talked about, sometimes it's hard to decide if I like this because of nostalgia reasons mm-hmm. or if I really like this, but I think I really like this. Did you listen to them at all growing up? You Not remember- actively, okay. but I know their Passively. songs, like some yeah. of them came through and, and, but I like them in knowing that this is a mass produced sound that is meant to cater to me and, uh, I'm okay with it. And I will say though, that like through listening to these songs and, And looking at their lyrics, they're good. Their lyrics are good. They're positive. They're not overly preachy or like moralizing. Mm -hmm. Like as far as Christian bands go, they had a message and I feel like they stuck to their mission of just being positive and talking about God and spirituality in like a kind way, I guess, Mm -hmm. which was appropriate if they're, if their audience, you know, is like 12 and 13. Yeah. The wrath stuff, the 
wages of sin is death and yeah. you're gonna burn in hell not like it's not gonna no, not gonna yeah. fly not gonna fly and even their girlfriend songs you know are just sweet and they're committed and, and stuff like that it's not yeah. like let's grind down so that said let's I let's grind down um, oh I, I pulled out your uh, big old dictionary that you gave me and they do have a significant uh, glad you'd said shenary after that <laughs> what <laughs> Dictionary. You said I pulled out your big old dictionary. <laughs> oh, God. You literally said that. Grow up. Um, so grow up is so, wow. Uh, the end of this. I'm sorry, Caroline's farts. <laughs> I need to grow up. You're right. Um, so the end of this. This guy does editorialize a lot. This is from the Encyclopedia of Contemporary Christian Music by Mark Allen Powell. Thank you. Um, so it said, just as Insync and Company tend to have a fan base of teeny boppers and their parents, but no one in between, so Plus One seems to cause gagging among college students while appealing to those both too young to know the band is not cool and too old to care. <laughs> those too old to care, which yeah. <laughs> that was like kind of mean, but I feel like. Uh, is true like they're not cool it's corny stuff but it's fun and i would get down to it heavenly what toast. does get down to it mean dance to it okay but remember to pray <laughs> but remember to yeah. pray be- before you have fun before yeah because the, the, the kingdom is... of heaven is the real party <laughs> holy toast from caroline holy toast okay we turn it to lauren I mean, I think you probably know what I'm going to say. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't have the nostalgia factor of of knowing this band, but I feel like there is a degree of nostalgia factor of just boy bands in general, mm-hmm. right? Um, but separate from that, I I really, I, I definitely was one of those college students and in late high school too, who was like too cool to like <laughs> like stuff, right? Yeah. And I was, I was a real pretentious asshole about music for oh, a me while. Too. Um, and... I just don't have any have any time or energy for that anymore. I like music that, that makes me feel good, um, and I also like music that makes me makes me you know like think and feel hard things. And this is not bad, but but it makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, this and sometimes you have space for like candy music. Yeah, in your exactly. Life and and I don't. Good. I think I that that has such mm-hmm. value, and I think that like they and their computer team of engineers <laughs> and, and, and songwriters, the algorithm yeah. that produced this, this band, this <laughs> band was well programmed and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, have a big old heavenly toast from me. A holy toast yeah. from Lauren. A holy toast. Yeah, that, yeah. All right. Well, you know, my thought process walking into this because I'm the one probably with the most nostalgia for it, having owned the album, having seen them. Guys, I don't want to brag, but I saw them you in concert. We're breathing. The I'm, same now oxygen <laughs> I'm now jealous. I'm now as Jason. retroactively <laughs> jealous of that. <laughs> Upon re-listening to this stuff, even with the good melodies and harmonies, and we've all, we've often deconstructed it where it's like, oh, it's good music, but it's problematic, or it's like damaging for some reason, or like right. purity culture perpetuates rape culture and things like that. But with this stuff, it is so edgeless and so ill-defined. Soul tattoo is one of the worst metaphors I've ever heard <laughs> in any song ever. And, and again, couched within... A great melody. It's one of the, these are songs that you can recall after hearing only one time. Yep. Yeah. Which I find to be also true of the greatest showman songs. <laughs> yes. Interestingly enough. Yeah. I think what that's if fair. we rewrite the stars? stars? See? And I also love greatest showman. 
I just you loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I saw it three times in theaters. Wow, wow. you did love it. Oh, That's too I, many times to see a movie in theater. I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Kevin Sing Paddington. Ten, what, eight, f- not, five nine, times? Oh no, nine times. Six. 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 It's not nine. Six, wow. nine, put it together. Yeah, I mean, nice. I respect that. You yeah. know, um, love what you love. So that being said, after getting into the other the other discography, my heart is a holy roast because mm. it still feels cynical. It feels so cynical, especially because there's no agency in these boys' hearts and minds. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're not writing any of this stuff, and they mm-hmm. wouldn't write their own stuff until way later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're just little. So you can't value this music that I mean, they're you parroting can, uh, through. No, because someone wrote it. Someone wrote it. Someone wrote it. But I just like don't blame the puppet. A few for the puppet masters. <laughs> don't blame the puppet. Blame the puppet master. Uh-huh. <laughs> I Love mean, the puppet. Hate the puppet. Master. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So I, I. I couldn't get past that. I couldn't get past I could just see, all I could see is the Puppet Master's machinations when mm-hmm. listening to this stuff. So my heart, even though it's catchy as hell, will I listen to some of these songs again? Yeah, I'll probably listen to Soul Tattoo on the way home, guys. Yeah. I probably <laughs> you will. You both, friend. And yeah. after you guys were like, no, actually, this is good, especially the Exodus stuff, I'm probably going to be like, ugh. All right. Okay, I'm I'll listen to, listen to Exodus on the way home. <laughs> Me too. Like, <laughs> I need to know more about it. And I want to have a fluid heart and opinion about these things, but I'm going to stick to my original conviction that this is overall cynical. It's a cynical thing. And the stuff where they gain agency, I'm still not into. Uh, so I'm giving it a holy roast, but I'm outvoted two to, th- two to one. Mm-hmm. Holy toast. So we're sending these five handsome men to Woo! heaven. Woo! See you at the pearly gates, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Although, There's no marriage in heaven. <laughs> Although Jason might be stuck in the space between. We're not Is sure. He? <laughs> he might be in purgatory. No. We don't know. He might already be up there. We don't know. He might we be gone. Know. But we're not the final word on plus one, dear listeners. You're the final You're the final you're word. You're the word. You're the word, <laughs> you're the word. <laughs> dog. So go to at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter and you can vote. Give it a holy roast. Give it a holy toast. So go. Pokemon, go to the polls. And we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. Caroline, Lauren. Kevin. We took a month off, but we're bringing it back. (laughs) 
It's time for the hunt for the worst Christian song of all time. The worst. <laughs> the hunt for the worst Christian song, song. Oh, of all God. time. The Big M. Yeah. The Big M. Masturbation is artificial sex. Anti-masturbation song. So. The way this works, Lauren, is we're going to pit one Christian song against another Christian song and decide which is the worst Christian song of all time for this week. For this week. Yeah. Our previous uh, reigning champion that we made a champion, a la Allison Janney, we're going to disregard from January. America again by Carmen has been retired. Second service is where we're dealing with all of the songs that came before and up to that point. Yes. And so those songs are all retired. They're not in the running anymore. We hung their jerseys up. We hung them up in our big CCM stadium. <laughs> <laughs> and there they will live forever. So we're choosing two new songs, two new songs that we have not listened to oh, before. I can't wait. The first nominee for the Hunt for the Worst Christian Song of All Time is a song called Great Big Stupid World by Randy Stonehill. (laughs) Well, we worship at the shroud of Elvis, and we're waiting for that money from Ed McMahon, and we're drinking from the Perrier Fountain of Youth while we follow what the daily horoscope saying, taking lethal doses of MTV. Delving into pet psychiatry Trying to treat cancer with the fruit juice cure And waiting for the Beatles reunion tour Cause it's a great big stupid world And we're feeling kind of crazy as it turns around I've sent you the lyrics if you want to take a look I feel like panpipe in the background Like We're on a dirt clod out in space <laughs> Where it stops, nobody knows If Jesus came back today They'd try to book him on the Oprah Winfrey show That's true, I feel like I mean <laughs> no, She doesn't have a show That's, she, that's he, true He'd be on Soul Conversations or whatever it's called I can't tell what he'd be he's on the view. against <laughs> No nope. commercialism, Col- right? Culture in general? Yeah, culture on the trail of he hates Bigfoot. And we're wearing crystals to feel That's the be expected. Power. We're hoping that the creatures from outer space Ugh. come to set us free in that final hour. I think he just hates nerd culture. <laughs> and like, <laughs> sort of... Like, new age philosophy? Oh yeah, new agers. Shirley MacLaine. While Can co-opting their music style, I will say. Yeah, exactly. clear about what he doesn't like, which I oh, yeah, respect. Not, I guess, yeah. There's so many pop culture references. Yeah. It's like, it's a it's lot. like we didn't start the fire of Who wrote this? Yeah. Randy Stonehill or Amy <laughs> Sherman Palladino? <laughs> Guys. <laughs> well, it's a great, great, big, stupid world. 
Yeah. Oh, fun. So this is just a grumpy old man. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Basically, like everything sucks now, but it didn't. We and used I, to be miracle roast him. I'm really stuck on uh, trying to figure out what the dolphins are saying. Like, that's such a burn on marine biologists they did not ask for. Yeah. Seems like really a, unfair. Or maybe he hates Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's that listen to this. Studying the National Enquirer. Is it true Sonny Bono is the Antichrist? Sonny Bono? Wasn't he dead? Also, isn't it Sonny Bono? No, isn't Sonny Bono? No, no, I don't bond at all. Bonding with our little computer screens. Getting out of the cuisines. Turning plastic surgeons into millionaires. So everybody Wait, why is he just a just like share? Okay, he just really wanted to do Sonny Bono and share did something to his family. There's a lot of product placement in this. It's not positive product placement. National Enquirer, Lean Cuisines, Ed McMahon. Houdini, well that's not Perrier, part. Bigfoot, MTV, Imp- the Beatles, Perrier, yeah, um, Elvis, uh, yeah. What's his problem? He's he just got doesn't a lot of stuff that he doesn't appreciate. Well, so you know, I mean, false idols. That's a you know, yeah, like just kind of like yeah. things that we think are gonna save us. Okay. Supposedly, that was, that was that's what. what like Moses was all mad about, right? He came down from the, the hill and he was like, all you people with your sort of your commercial Shirley McLean's and, your, and yeah, your, all your lean cuisines. Feast <laughs> <laughs> on the bread of life. You know, Shirley McLean. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what it feels like a little bit. Like, you know, yeah. Moses sort of coming down from, from I don't know if it's helpful, <laughs> but this song came out in 1991. Oh. Oh. Okay. Huh. That's much <laughs> earlier than I thought it would yeah. have been. I was expecting later than I thought yeah. it was going to oh, be. I thought it was going to be like, uh, like 80s or because his, He's doing like a lot of 70s references, it seems. Mm-hmm. That's true. I don't know why I expected like mid-late 90s. Maybe but. it's one of these songs that he wrote a long time ago and then just like slightly updated the lyrics for it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. been in my drawer for 20 years. But it's Stonehill's time to shine. What if he's Yeah, a new one where he's like, oh, they're worshiping their hot pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Gaffigan remix. Yeah. Yeah, so I just... he He's so mad. He's so yeah. mad and he's, he's so disdainful. And mad. And on his high little hill, calling everybody stupid. This was yeah. a this was a listener submission for for this song, but my personal uh, connection to it was a friend of mine and I, who I was like we were talking and like oh you know but lived in a different state, different ah. time zone, but we would do this thing where we would exchange songs with each other every day <laughs> and just like send each other little songs like hey thank you blah blah blah. And she sent me this song, and I thought, well, you know what? Maybe I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> as like a here's she a good it, song? As what? Yeah. As like here's a good song yeah. that I recommend? Oh, yeah. she, oh, it wasn't like a look at how funny this is thing. No, it wasn't like this song sucks, right? It was like, oh, yeah, it's kind, it's kind of silly, but I grew up with it, and I like it. And I was like, maybe, okay, maybe this won't work factor, out. I feel there like was, I I'm being harsh, yeah. but it was one of those but things no, that I was like, But that is a bit of a red flag. It's like, yeah. uh, know if it's yeah i will say i do like the vibe i like the folky uh yeah, yeah we all started dancing in roughly the same yeah. way yeah. In yeah. The room. <laughs> uh-huh because of a real you know kind of beat to it and um, i do i do get a weird satisfaction out of someone saying the great big stupid world and it's kind of a you well, think 
it's it fun. Is it is but a I great big stupid world. It is. You know, we do live in a great big stupid. But world. I would like celebrate that more than exactly. Like, and everyone's full of shit, and I know it, and I would never I, touch a Sonny and Bono's <laughs> Sonny Bono share CD, whatever. And like the the channeling Houdini through Shirley MacLaine. What does that mean? Is there some some connection between Shirley MacLaine, MacLaine and Houdini that I'm not aware? Is of? into witchcraft. I know that. Oh, okay. She's yeah. a witch. But Houdini yeah. wasn't. So uh, I, I mean, guess he, I guess was an Houdini illusionist. Houdini was trying but... to yeah disprove um, spiritualists. So I don't know what's going on there. It just seems like a weird. Like Maybe there's he so many people you could, you could, you <laughs> yeah. could pick. Yeah, you know? it's a weirdly specific. This yeah. is a Vitamix full of disparate foods in the kitchen that he put in the blender yeah. of his songwriting. <laughs> it's been rattling around his old brain. Uh, and it doesn't like. There's no thematic sense. It's just like baby boomer BS. It, like, I mean, it really yeah. does feel like the we didn't the start Beatles. the fire of of things that he hates. Yeah, like that that yes. is really. Yes. And this is the vibe. I hate. The uh, moral superiority that people in evangelical and contemporary Christian culture mm-hmm. feel against Hollywood types. Yeah. And or just basically anything new. Types. Like yeah. they love Bob Hope, who is a Hollywood type, right. you know, exactly. but as soon as it goes past like, you know, 75, it's just like, well, these people are trashy and too liberal and whatever. It's like, oh. Yeah. So no, cool. yeah, we just make different. everything that you can say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you draw like, even line. the stuff mm-hmm. that, yeah. So that's it's pretty. That's that's a pretty good contender. It's a good contender. Yeah. It's a good nominee. I'm I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah. With the yes. battle, and he does mention Jesus coming back. So yeah, and then going on Oprah. Can you uh-huh. imagine? Uh-huh. <laughs> I would. I mean, that would be a great show. No, I tune in. By the way, Oprah will find in other worst Christian songs of all time, including one by Casting Crowns someday. Oprah's a target. Oprah it gets name checked in a lot of Christian music. Is like, isn't this stupid? You know, Isn't dumb? Throw rocks at things I, that shine. I think uh, is it possible white men are threatened by powerful Strong women of color? Women. <laughs> Very possible. It's possible. It's possible. Have, Who like, knows? We'll never know for certain. People. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully, we'll a white a white man who's not threatened by Oprah is Stephen Curtis Chapman, Aww. who wrote our next nominee, <laughs> "Dancing with the Dinosaur." Oh, no. this oh, is I'm ready. Dancing oh, no, no, no. with mm-hmm. the dinosaur. Oh, you thought soul tattoo was a confusing <laughs> metaphor. Let's take a listen to this. Oh yeah. It's rock. Woo! I already like this better music yeah. You know? Alright. Oh. Guitars are different. Dancing with the 
North Carolina is dancing like a dinosaur in the room. He's doing a brontosaurus. Kevin was doing a T-Rex. Uh-oh. What? These lyrics are a riddle. I don't... This is wild. And conviction. Don't wanna see the truth This I want everyone to picture one of the dinosaurs from Dinosaurs, the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> we Okay, listen to this bridge. Not sit by and see conscience become history. So come on, get up and dance. Dance is dance with me. Okay, it's an 80s prom. There's a shy looking dinosaur <laughs> in the corner. No one's dancing with her. And then across the room, Steve Curse Chapman locks eyes with her. Takes she- a sip of punch. <laughs> Makes a big gulp and Dad walks Sheeran across the floor. Gets up to that T-Rex and says, baby, may I have this dance? Oh, my God. And she goes, spinning a T-Rex around. <laughs> I want to listen to this song every day of my life until I die. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not picturing like a, like a realistic dinosaur, like a Jurassic Park dinosaur. No, I'm like picturing, a dinosaur's yeah, TV show dinosaur. Or a Whoopi yes. Goldberg partner oh, on a, yeah, yeah. in that cop movie oh, dinosaur. Okay, yeah. No, I'm thinking of kind of a real dinosaur, maybe scaled down to like human size, but in clothes. <laughs> like a little velociraptor in a dress. <laughs> easy, easy, beautiful, clever girl. You guys see that? Oh. <laughs> clever girl. Dancing with the Dinosaur by Stephen Curtis Chapman. I have Chappie. a million questions. I know what this means. Please. Okay, okay here we go. Karen's so going to break it down. Okay. Culture wars. You know we're in them, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Moral relativism has taken over the modern age. Nothing's right. Nothing's wrong. It's just go with what you feel is right. Okay? The, I, Boo. Okay. That's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We need to go back to... The dinosaur age, which was the age of conscience, black and white. The 50s. Convictions. Water fountains. I suppose. <laughs> That's what it feels like. So he is proudly among those who uh, sticks to his black and white morals, which he has chosen the metaphor of... <laughs> Dancing with the dinosaur to get that point yeah, across. Yeah, that's a deeply confusing metaphor to use. It's so silly. Given that, <laughs> aren't there some, well, A, it's silly, but also aren't there some denominations that do not believe in dinosaurs? That's a whole thing, right? Well, uh, Wait, you're saying well, you do believe in dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, grow up. But well, um, have me, I'll ask you guys later. <laughs> but I thought this was <laughs> I thought this was gonna be like a creationist. So did well, I. Okay. That's so why did I saw I. When, when I saw the towel, I was like, oh, this is not. gonna be like evolutionary right. defined or something. No. And so at first I thought he was like He's gonna be like Moses walked the same earth as T Rex because the earth I is thought that dancing with dinosaur, he was like, 
wake up sheeple the dinosaurs were real I just want to live my life with that truth <laughs> Christians are very pro dinosaurs well, of dinosaurs being real like I thought he was telling his fellow Christians like no see I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live my life with constant conviction well he, here's some historical <laughs> framing of it. he had very specific convictions yeah Yeah. also God, he's like he has the convictions of like a seven year old boy like dinosaurs yeah. were real also his next song is like it's cool to sleep in a race car <laughs> also, I like teenage mutant turtles are real I should as have well. ice cream for dinner <laughs> but like seriously if you miss the line conscience has gone out of the way of the dinosaur in the first verse right then it, the chorus is sense. completely nonsensical it's well not, it's such yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's hilarious way, that he chose this metaphor. It's as if he was just like, uh, what if conscience was a clown car? I'm jumping right. into the clown <laughs> car. Yeah, it doesn't. It's so funny. It doesn't paint a picture. Mm. It's just like, yeah, it, it feels like a very arbitrary device. Yeah, yeah it's a really <laughs> weird metaphor. <laughs> but that said, I like Curtis Ch- Stephen Curtis Chapman. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is in... This is kind of in his wheelhouse to be a little bit uh, silly, ridiculous. But he, here, here's an issue, though. Here's an issue. Theatrical? Verse two yeah. says there's a banner waving dark. saying tolerance yeah. will set you free. It's the latest thing. While the consequences it leaves behind are like a ball and chain. But there's a voice in everyone's conscience. Uh, there's a voice in everyone called conscience that's been around since God created man. And as we learn to listen to... It's whispering. We'll find the greater freedom when we snap and sing. So tolerance, to me, tolerance is always a dog whistle of like, mm, yes, mm-hmm. gay marriage should be illegal. Yep. Gay That's always what illegal. it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. What year was this? Right. Well, here's what's funny, is that it did come out in 1994. So he was riding that Jurassic Park wave from okay. 1993. <laughs> okay. That makes a lot of sense. Didn't he try to submit a song for a famous movie? Do you think this was... The same thing, but he was trying to get it in Jurassic no, Park. No, DC Talk tried to submit for uh, X Files movie. That's right. <laughs> that is right. And their song was the, the truth, truth is out there, right? Or the truth is out there. That'd be so funny. Um, but yeah, it's that's a that's a dark. Well, and that's where yeah. it's like you know the the big stupid world. I'm sort of like, all right, you're just old man yells at clouds about this. This right. is actively kind of this is a hateful this, idea. This is hateful. Yeah, right. but I find. I find the first song, Great Big Stupid World, to be frustrating because it does it is that like moral self-righteousness. Like yeah. everyone in the world, the world is always a pejorative for like people who are not Christians, who are not quote unquote right. saved. Right. Oh, stupid world. They love Oprah and and share. Right. And all <laughs> their arts are strange basically targets. lost because they don't have this greater meaning to them or whatever. I w- but there's a thematic cohesion to what Mr. Stonehill is saying. Mm-hmm. With Stephen Kurtz Chapman, it is such a, a leap and oh. a confusing the big plus of uh, of dancing with the dinosaur is the plus envi- one, if you will. The plus one, if you will. <laughs> thank you. Is envisioning that prom scene yes. in the eighties. It's like <laughs> love that, so but that's much. also what's so dangerous about it, right? Because it's like it's kind of it's kind of a jam. It's kind of cute. It's kind of a jam, and like the dinosaur metaphor is fun. Yeah. And then the moment you like stop to think about it, you're like, you're like uh oh, this is a very dark message. Yes, he's saying like don't go for any modern don't, like tolerance yeah, right is right or allowing people to. Yeah. live their life. Fair is fair. Or to change your theology, dare say. Right. I, you know. Yeah. Mm. And that's that's very insidious, especially wrapped up in a very funny metaphor. 
Yeah, it's a weird burrito of yeah. uh, <laughs> of hatred. Maybe. Can you imagine if uh, the opening scene of Jurassic Park or that middle scene <laughs> when the dinosaurs are cresting the hill and instead of all you hear is um and Laura Dern's just looking on like wow gosh um well, have you guys I hope this exists by the, the time this comes. Oh, the melodica. Oh, the melodica. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. oh, baby. Oh, it makes I me cried. cry laugh I cried every the first time. time I saw that. Yeah. I think the flute <laughs> 20th Century Fox <laughs> theme is on par, though. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> so I actually think, and I, I think SCC is like an all right songwriter. He's good. Mm. He's had ups and downs, but he's released like 20 albums, so of course he does. But I think he's an all right songwriter. Here, I find him to be a technically poor songwriter because mm-hmm. there's not cohesion. There's not like a focus. It's just like the poetry uh, is really I think it's yeah. musically more listenable than the other one. Sure. But lyrically, you're right. It's a complete disaster. So I vote that Dancing with the Dinosaur is the worst song. Uh-huh. How do you vote, Caroline? I think I agree. I mean, it, it kind of is. It's kind of a bop, but I think the first one, I actually musically enjoyed uh, Big Stupid World, even though I think it's like, it's just, a, you know, an angry old man, like shaking his <sighs> fist at the lawn. But, uh, but I kind of enjoyed the vibe of it sure. a little bit. And even some of the pop culture references are kind of like, oh, what a fun time capsule to to journey back mm-hmm. with. Um, but yeah, this is, this is a little more insidious. And uh, I think it's just worse. All right. How do you vote, Lauren? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the same it's unanimous. way. Okay. Yeah, I, I I think I think it does more harm ultimately mm-hmm. because you know? that's the thing is like yeah, uh, angry old man's telling you he's an angry old man is from the one jump. thing, but trying to sell me like a funny song that's really really you know yeah. a yeah. bad hateful message that's mm-hmm. that's another thing. Not because yeah, I want to think of baby True. from the ABC sitcom Dinosaurs just like jamming. <laughs> yeah, along. I want to think of this dinosaur prom, but I can't in good conscience. <laughs> The baby saying, "Vote no on Prop 8. <laughs> not Obama. <laughs> so not the mama. He says, "Not, not Obama." <laughs> oh boy! So, Dancing with the Dinosaur. That's our new you are the worst, worst Christian you song are the worst. of all time. Yep. Congratulations, you advanced to the next Woo-hoo! round, and <laughs> which will pick another worst Christian song of all time and pit it against you. <laughs> but now. <sighs> into that space yeah let's take it down let's take it down bow your heads close your eyes let's light our virgin champagne candle (laughs) have a peaceful moment and feel turned off by it (laughs) a dampening (laughs) well depending of the spirit (laughs) Lauren on other shows people come on and they promote themselves and their projects Mm -hmm. and we're not here to do that prideful we're here too it's prideful yeah mm-hmm. it's one of the sins mm-hmm. uh my favorite dwarf was prideful <laughs> um one of the seven deadly dwarfs uh but one of uh, people come come and promote their stuff we're not here to do that we're here to lift things up and by lift it up i mean where people can find you on social media <laughs> and your own projects and what you want to you know lift up. lift up we start with you caroline mm. and things you want to maybe lift up in secular culture as alternatives. Uh, this week I would like to lift up a film called Annihilation, Natalie Portman. I'm not a horror fan, 
Um, I'm not a gore fan, and this isn't really that. It's a thriller. You know who was a gore fan? Plus one at the DNC okay, in 2000. <laughs> <laughs> no, we made it very clear. Um, we're, we're not. We're not we hated when he kissed Tipper like that. We think it's weird. <laughs> Um, in my Christian school, we did watch a film called A Convenient Truth. Oh, gosh. Which was oh, the, counter, the counter-argument <laughs> oh, to an inconvenient no. truth. Yes. Cool. Yep. In my science class. Um, but I'd like to lift up the film Annihilation. Very good. Very thoughtful. You'll be thinking about it as you walk away. And not to mention the, the alien world they created in there is very beautiful and colorful. Beautiful. It's like an oil spill. And one of the best, mm. I will say, one of the best depictions of uh, depression sure. I've ever seen in a movie. Mm. Yeah. Or getting in your own way. Mm-hmm. Um, you can lift me up and rebuke me. Where? At Caroline's Farts. Yep. On Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Not that verified. Was an active change. <laughs> okay, don't verify shame me. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm. <laughs> I'm not but verification it's true. I couldn't get you. verified if I tried. <laughs> no, you, I probably, you probably will be. All right, thank you, Caroline. We turn to you, Lauren. Um, I would like to lift up a show called Shits Creek. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Dan Levy. Mm-hmm. Dan Levy. Dan and Eugene Levy, uh, father, son. Most of you probably know Eugene Levy for his eyebrows. Um, it is a CBC show, CBC show, Canadian, that airs here on something called Pop TV. It's a network, apparently. It exists. You can watch it, it on Netflix, too. Yes, the first three seasons are on Netflix. They're in their okay. fourth season right now. And it's, it's about a, a, a family that, um, it's like a sort of riches to rags story. And... It's, it starts out sort of these like this these sort of acidic people in this family moving to this small town and, and not adapting well and it ends up becoming this very earnest genuinely funny kind of like heartwarming story about this family adapting and then learning to love each other and the people in this town and it is it is one of the the few things these days that makes me like full on belly laugh Aww. like I really really love it and it also makes me like feel things and cry sometimes out of out of happiness. Lovely. So yes, O'Hara and Levy, I'd put up there yes. with Nichols and May, one of the best comedy duos I would, ever. I would Absolutely, die for them. and Dan Levy and um, Pam Levy, Ashley Meadows. That's some. It's an, it's some. <laughs> I, that's such a specific name that I don't know if anywhere close to her name. <laughs> Annie Murphy. Good job. I knew it was hey, an A M. Ashley Annie Murphy. Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> you made a bold stick. <laughs> I really did. Dan Levy and and Annie Murphy. Um, play the brother and sister and the family and the, the way that they talk to each other, the way they deliver their lines is so, so funny. So yes, Shit's Creek, that's on Netflix. And where can people find you? People can find me at Lauren Chippen in all the places and at Bright Podcast on Twitter for The Bright Sessions. The Bright Sessions, the Bright one Sessions of the best podcast. scripted podcasts around. Thank you. Books coming out soon. Soon. 2019. In a year. In a year. <laughs> <laughs> so soon. Well, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I want to lift up... <sighs> You leaned into the microphone to do that. No, I didn't. I was calculated. All the others were off mic. <laughs> that one wasn't. No, I'm leaning away. <sighs> I can't even remember what I was going to say. You are Kevin T. Porter everywhere. Sorry, it's like all the snot got blown out of my brain in that moment. I am at Kevin T. Porter. Thank you. Um, I want to lift up. Is he patting to do? No, although I do. (laughs) Guys, by the way, there can be poo in Paddington. Yes. It's okay. 
They yeah, probably love each fire. other and would be best bros. Oh, yes. Perfect friends. Yeah. I want to lift up Jennifer Garner. Yeah. As I'll, a person? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the yeah. nonsense mm-hmm. that Sweet Soul has gone through. I had a dream about her the other night. <laughs> really? I did. Not like that. She's a Christian. Is she a Christian? She is a Christian. She did Miracles from Heaven. Hey. Which is a Christian movie. That's right. <laughs> so I can date her. Yeah. Equally yoked. I uh, I mean, she we don't we don't reckon we don't value her. We're gonna look back upon this time and see her and see how lovely and talented she is and wonderful she is and say, why don't we do more stuff? Why don't we give her mm-hmm. a Fargo season? She's doing that Lena Dunham show. We'll see if it's good or not, but like Folks, anyone in a position of power listening to this show, use Jennifer Garner. Let her oh, yeah. do whatever mm-hmm. she wants. I haven't wants. forgotten Jen. She's great. Yeah, she is Alias great. was formative. So great. Mm-hmm. So great. And I'll lift up the podcast at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Christian Fun Pod. You can join the Good Christian Fans group on Facebook. It's always popping in there. You can Got leave it. us a review. You can join diving in where people get into deeper topics you can join good christian singles which is a singles group that's popped out of the main group hook up please you can leave us a review on itunes slash apple podcasts and every review you leave we donate one dollar to charity yeah uh this month it's the san gabriel valley habitat for humanity they build homes for people in need and set them up there. And it's local. It's really nearby to us. Um, and they were actually really, really well rated. So they're doing really good work there. Heck yeah. Awesome. San Gabriel Valley representing. Yep. Uh, is that the worst way someone's ever said representing? Yes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I did it. You finally did it. <laughs> you can always email us at goodchristianfun at gmail.com. Send in your worst Christian songs of all time. Your witnesses for segments coming up. And of course... Check us out at patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for our second service episodes every week. This week, we are continuing our March Madness colon the hunt for the worst Christian song of all time tournament. Colon round two. Colon round two. (laughs) Hyphen round two. (laughs) Comma. It's fun. It was so fun. Truly... These episodes are the hardest I've laughed while doing this show. I think so. Some of these March Madness episodes we have on our Patreon. So you can go and support us there. Lauren, thank you so much for for doing this show. Thank you so much for having me. This was so wonderful. What a lovely time. Hey, when it comes to me and Caroline, if we have a plus one like you, I think everything's going to work out <laughs> just fine. Amen. Are you saying that I, I am, I am edging out God? And yeah, you're God. <laughs> you're God. Yeah. I need I to say that God is in this place and, and it's, it's you. <laughs> and there's nothing else left to say except for in all of Pod's people said, Amen. Hey, let's all dance to this weird hippie song. There she goes again. She's in my brain. Sixpence and the Richer, a Christian band. A Christian, really? Yeah, we'll talk about them. <laughs> I know it's shocking, but wow. they are. Okay. Yeah. When it was Kiss Me, it was talking about Judas. No, I don't know. It's probably <laughs> Judas. <laughs> I will see you next week on Good Christian Fine. Goodbye.
<laughs> I said Jews. I thought she said Jews too, and I was oh, like, no, I said Judas. <laughs> okay, I'm keeping this in. I said Judas. I would not say a weird joke like that. That's bad. I was like, that. I don't know how to respond. No, to that. I'm sorry. Kevin just wants to kiss Judas, some that's Jews. A good, that's a good joke. No. <laughs> with it being Judas, that's a great joke. No. <laughs> I'm gonna go dance with a dinosaur. Now. That feeling when you're in love with a church girl. Next week on GCF, we're watching I'm in Love with the Church Girl, which you can find streaming on Netflix. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>